Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode eight of Beerless Podcast Quarantine Edition of our adjunct series. Come on, eight episodes. I so know. Far. So it means Which means we've been quarantined for no less than two months, and we but skipped we took two a, weeks. The first yeah. two weeks. So it's been 10 weeks we've been quarantined minimum. Crazy. This evening I am joined as always by my partner and everything, Tiffany Alexis. Your illustrious hey, guest. Illustrious. Well, co-host, you're not your co-host, illustrious no. co-host. I love it now. People always like when they're emailing BOS, they're like, hey, see you Tiffany. <laughs> Straight away. Hello, guys. So it's going nice to be weird to not have you if you're when we start getting back to normal. Well, when we get back to normal, I need to be behind the camera. So That's true. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be strange. We have to give him, give him a touch of this. So this evening, guys, uh, the last seven episodes, we did a few ourselves. And the last four, we've had Skype guests uh, uh, all of those have been my closest friends in beer media. This evening, I'm kicking something off. I'm like, I wanted, this is something that I kind of have always been sort of asked to do, but never really wanted to do it because our whole entire point is to go to the brewery and talk to the people behind it and drink the beers with them and discuss it. So I figured this is an excuse to talk to everyone because we don't have any uh, physical rules holding us back anymore. So I hit up my good friend, Chris, farmer at Mr. Banks in Melbourne. Uh, it is Saturday morning for him, so he uh, he's, has a child, so he's up anyway. If it was me, I'd begrudgingly get my ass up. So um, let's get right into it, mate. Let me unmute him. Chris, how you doing, brother? Hey, guys. How are hey. we? Good, mate. Loving it, crushing the coffee? Uh, yeah, I'm on the water now. I'm on the water? A little bit of a little bit of branding in there. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's that. nice. Ooh, I, I like that. that. That's like Drink a camping mug. Sick. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, we got these made just before Easter because everyone goes camping at Easter, and then uh, the whole world got shut down, and no one's ready. <laughs> no camping, so. camping. We got a few mugs. Hey, they'll pick back up. I, you guys are yeah. opening back up anywhere. Uh, but people go camping in winter, or is that kind of like not not a thing? Uh, the real campers go camping in winter. Right, all the soft like tourist yeah. campers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm about that yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, but no. Easter, Easter's the big Easter's the one. Time, okay. Yeah. Either way, I don't think you'd be stuck with it for too long. Nah, nah, nah. Mate, great to see you, man. Thanks for uh, jumping on. I know you're a busy dude, and uh, it's, what is it, 14 hours difference? Uh, yeah, it's 10, 20, 20 yeah. yeah, in the morning. So that's not uh, so bad. You're up anyway. You're, a, you're, you know, I mean, you're not on, on the malt bags anymore, but you're, you're up early anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an yeah. early riser with, you know, the two kids, they get us up early enough, so. Jeez. But no, I'm feeling fresh. I've already been out for a run this morning, and Jeez. I'm good. No messing around. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. How um how is everything there? First of all, because I know that we've like Canada got a got hit. No, not too bad. We handled it pretty well. But you guys did pretty damn good, eh? Yeah, it's uh obviously the hospitality side of things has taken the biggest hit probably out of everyone so far. Okay. Um, obviously bars and restaurants being shut. But apart from that, I mean, I personally don't go out a lot anyway, so not a lot to change personally <laughs> for me. Right. Um. So, like, my idea of a good night is at home having a couple of beers and some really nice food or something right. anyway. So, we've just been doing that a lot. But, um, <laughs> a lot. Exclusively. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And I think everyone has too. Because, yeah, I mean, no taking sales of beer and stuff like that is just going kind of bananas. So. Right. But yeah, it's it, where I think Australia and New Zealand were definitely a lot luckier than, than some of the other countries out there that have been affected. So. For sure. I know New Zealand killed it. So like, who was I talking to? I was talking to my mate in Melbourne the other day, and he said, um, it, tell me if I'm if this is correct, but I think Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia, copied 
the New Zealand sort of um, rollout the way they did it essentially I think they were kind of messing around at first and then they realized the Kiwis had it right and they were like oh let's just follow them is yeah. that accurate? Yeah they, they did um, I think New Zealand I'm not 100% but they had like way bigger lockdowns than what we oh, did yeah. so they, they, they literally shut the country down pretty much it's probably um, arguably easier because they've got four milli in this much smaller oh space. Oh gosh, that's nothing. Right? The no whole country. Right. That's no So I mean like, or they're just super smart and they were like, we are not having this and they just shut it all down and people listened obviously, which I think is the main difference between New Zealand and maybe even places like I was just telling you before that like Montreal and Quebec are the hardest hit in Canada because people, I'm looking out, it's 8.23 and there's the, the park across the street is rammed. Like, it's a beautiful yeah. day. It's 28 degrees today, which yeah, is wild gorgeous. for us. Um, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah. so, like, Australia's been pretty well behaved, I guess, as far as, like, Aussies weren't, like, protesting or any of that stuff so much. Uh, not really. No? no, everyone's been pretty good. I think everyone just went, shit, we really need to do this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no one's done it as well as New Zealand, definitely. That Prime Minister, she's, yeah. she kills it. Mate. She's so good. <laughs> we she could run us all. It'd be so much yeah, easier. Seriously. Okay, yeah. dope. Um, I definitely want to hear, let me, well... We might as well just crack a beer this end, either way. Um, sure. I do have an, I do ha I found one Australian beer here recently, which I'm going to have after this, and I didn't want to have it straight away because it's absolutely a style that you and I both are not. You know the, you know the brewery, you know the beer, but I paid an exorbitant okay. amount of money to buy it here, and um, yeah. it's a style that we're not really into, so I didn't want to vote because it doesn't really go with the Mr. Banks branding. But <laughs> we got sent this the other day. I put up to the camera here from. Um, Muskoka, they're doing one for Pride. So Pride in Toronto is like a really, really big event. Yeah. So they yep. did a, um, a, a, I guess it's a, I hope it's Haze, 3.8 um, uh, Nano IPA, they're calling it. Do you want yours or? Yes, please. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Um, so we'll give that a crack. Um, might as give these guys. Muskoka are pretty dope. I guess you wouldn't know any of these, these guys. But um, let's see real quick. Okay, that looks hazy enough. I'm not mad. I kind of felt like it would be. <laughs> well, like, who wants a clear IPA, Chris? Yeah, Nobody. That's exactly right. Nobody. No Nobody. Not a single person. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Do people still make them? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Do you it's know what surprised me? me. The um, all together. Oh, sorry. Glass would help. Thank you. Um, the all togethers. I saw, I had one that was the West Coast IPA. From, yep. from Quebec and I've seen other people have they've just kind of gone like I would say like 90 95% of them were all haze and then some yep. people just chose to um, to rock with um, a West Coast style so those are clear but otherwise like doesn't happen too often yeah like, they're, the, they're the last five West Coast <laughs> in the world <laughs> so, to, so to be fair we're in um, I, was, I was telling you I was texting while I was there we're in uh, San Francisco in December and we drank Pliny from you went did you go to Russian River yeah yeah which yeah. one did you go to Santa Rosa or Windsor oh, Santa Rosa Santa Rosa okay to the, to the, to the new one yeah mm. Windsor oh Ooh, Windsor that's Sorry. good yeah yeah it's good this is really nice, nice actually this nice is like light. super fruity super yeah. light I love it that's great nice um, three point eight, yeah, pretty pretty yeah. crushed. Not really my thing, to be honest, but um, it feels responsible. I felt responsible, you know. Yeah, ease into the night, you know. Makes sense because you'd be at Pride, joining a parade, drinking all day. Or yeah, you could just crush them. That's actually really smart. These but guys now there's no Pride, the unfortunately. I imagine. So. No, I think they no, they cancelled all yeah, events canceled, all yeah. summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, drinking plenty from the source was like was pretty fire. But that's yeah. a whole other. I, I would drink that more often if I had access to it. And I bet you would too, even though you and I have got a real similar palate. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you would? Yeah. 
I, I see how good that beer is, and I see what that beer did for you know American craft beer and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I think I enjoyed the uh, the chili cheese fries more that I had there. Than the, yeah, <laughs> than piney. Yeah, we, we had some pretty good fries know. there too. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the beer was the beer was great. The place was incredible. Um, all the beer was amazing, obviously. But yeah, it's just it's just not us, really. No, I, I, or me. I'm just not massive on on sort of West Coast IPAs. I totally especially get it. ones that that has that bigger malt character than what I'd normally have in a West Coast, personally. No, I absolutely I respect that. I'm trying I'm trying to push myself to like them a bit more. I, I'd yeah. still like you know clearly um, you know, it's haze all day, but when it, when they're like that. I'm like, oh, all right, this is nice for a change. I guess I wouldn't drink them all the time, but it, it's just like if you can get something that fire. Otherwise, I'm not really that interested. If it's not that good, then why kind of bother, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's talk about how – so how's ever all of this affected your brewery? So you've been open now for, I want to say, like three years? Is that right? Uh, four. four the brewery's been – we've been brewing there for four years. But the, then open the – venue- the venues open in some form or another for year three. For three, yeah. okay, maybe that's what I was thinking of. So, yeah. of course, with all of this, like you were saying, people aren't allowed to come into the breweries. They can't. Um, thank you. They can't sit. You know, same as here, right? I think, but it was a slower lockdown because I think I saw all of your posts. We'd already been locked down here, and then you were sort of. I think you guys were maybe two weeks behind because you were sort of mm. like doing the social distance tap room is that right like is that how it rolled out yeah 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 so we had to um obviously it was a uh, one person every four square meters was allowed so that killed most people's capacity down it didn't change as a lot because i mean you've seen the venue's quite wide yeah, yeah. Open. so we we didn't actually have to do that much but That's then good. just a few a few other me- measures and then then what did we go to i think from that there might have been another round of restrictions, but we didn't go down to them. We pretty much shut then. Okay. Just went, this is not. It's not going to be able to be. We're not going to be able to do it. Um, okay. And we've just been basically takeaway sales ever since then. Just cans, and we haven't filled. We haven't filled a single keg for like two months. Just wow. everything's going into cans. So how's that? Is that better or worse for you? Uh, I think it's going to change the way we personally operate. Like on the okay. other side of this. Yeah. I don't think. I don't. Th- we were more a pack, like a package brand anyway, mm-hmm. than kegs. Um, but I think going forward, we'll put definitely more into cans um, and less into kegs. Maybe sort of kegs to order, and that might uh. be maybe like almost a little bit strategic as well. That you know, like, who knows if there's, if there's going to be a uh, you know a, a bar um, scene after this. Yeah, yeah, and also a. Uh, what am I trying to say? Um, what is a vaccine? A vaccine oh, of course. Oh, yeah. You know, like if it just if it just goes up and down and and things, you know, we we end up getting locked back down again. Like I just I don't want kegs sitting around. Particularly if what you do. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Like yeah. having to, you know, we put beer back in the tank and then canned it and then oh, you know. Oh, that, you could do that. Other, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not it. The problem with like obviously doing it with the hazy beers and stuff like that it takes away a bit of the character and flavor but it was yeah. either we do that or, or drain it dump it yeah. Yeah. yeah so we did drain some just because we were like it's by the end of you know even in two months time this is just going to be cooked so right. yeah. yeah damn that's but great yeah. do you have a crowler machine no nah. no 
Would you get one? For I guess, well, now, now is no point. But <laughs> I mean. um, We did consider getting one when all this started to happening. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know that Crowlers are as big over here as they are over okay. there. Like, I think, I think this has sort of made it be a little bit more, um, a lot more, like a lot more bars are buying Crowlers and filling them and stuff like that. Interesting. And there's some, re- like, there's some really good Crowlers and there's some really shit Crowlers and mm. like, the good, the good ones are expensive, mm. like machines. Right, yeah. they're like 10K uh, or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and the, the crap ones mm. can be pretty ordinary, so the last mm. thing we need is someone pouring out an oxidized beer. Because, yeah. You know. yeah. That's interesting uh, that the bars even want crowlers. I find that interesting is it just, because... Because they're emptying all their cake stock. Oh, so now they're one. Oh, okay, okay. Now just so they can do... Okay. So they've got to go and drop 10K to get a good one just so they don't lose a few K. You know what I'm yeah, like, I, I, that's a, a lot of them have just been buying the cheap ones just to get them by. And um, okay, and you got you got 48 hours to drink it. Just yeah, like drink it, it don't sit on it, type of thing. Yeah, and like there's good ways you can do it. Obviously, you like pre-purge the can and do all that properly and do all that stuff. But um, right. yeah, I don't know. I think growlers are still not even that much of a thing here. Like people would just prefer to get a can. There's you know yeah. a very select few people in Australia that even know about growlers. Or probably now more they do because I mean. When all this started happening, CUB started buying up all the growlers really? of everyone and giving them to bars. Yeah, and yeah. and were they branded like CUB branded? Nah, nah. So there's empty, point. just so they could as like a charitable thing to be like, hey, here's a way you can sell your your stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I don't know whether they were selling them to people, but they just like I know a lot of the suppliers that we were getting them off were getting hit up for growlers from like the likes of CUB just trying to. Get, I think just to try and get through all their product that was sitting at bars because, I mean, you know. Otherwise, you know, yeah. Yeah. would they do a buyback, I guess, or, or like because they're big enough? Mm-hmm. I heard that people oh, were doing that. I, we, like, we did that with a few venues, obviously. Um, and But most venues that actually initially hit us up, because obviously when everything first happened, everyone just panicked yeah of course. so we we just got hit hard by you know like everyone contacting us emails and phone going hey we've got these kegs we need to get them back and then we sort of because we had so much happening at the time there were some that we didn't get to and we sort of let it settle down for a little bit and then a week later a lot of people started going oh actually we can like we're allowed to fill these and sell the products so we didn't end up having to take back anywhere near as many which was really that's good, good. So, yeah that's great yeah. i hope they do you reckon they'll um and, and this kind of like i guess goes for everywhere but i guess you can only speak to australia do you think these laws that they brought in that are like i'm sh- clearly before bars were not allowed to sell their beers in a growler um do you reckon they'll keep those measures like moving forward because it just makes sense it gives bars another way to make money um i hope so yeah but you- i really hope so but i mean <laughs> The, uh, the government, they don't make a lot of sense most of the time, so I doubt it. <laughs> it's interesting because in the end, I think it's going to take a really long time for people to get comfortable in the normal setting of like ever just going to a bar and hanging out or going to a brewery or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, what yeah. would be the point where you're like, ah, seems like you're making a good amount of money now. Let's take back this thing that benefits you. Like, yeah. That would be so ridiculous to even to even think about putting that restriction back in place. So I hope... And perhaps that comes with having um, the bodies that protect brewers or protect certain entities to kind of fight and be like, this is already pushed. Like, once you set a precedent, the whole point is that it's set and then things move forward with that set and you continue on. 
Yeah. Right, that should be the whole yeah. thing. So I hope that in the end, it's like if it benefits people and they can make more money from it, and you recognize it, then continue on with it. You yeah, know? that would be my my I, hope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like the one of the big things here with like restaurants that were allowed to sell alcohol is, you know, they were able to do takeaway sales. Like I, think, I hope. Yeah. I yeah, I hope they're all able to do that because I mean, like, even my sister, she owns a restaurant, and mm. her being able to do that on top of the takeaway food like that's one of the things that sort of kept them afloat so. yeah were we, they yeah. remember we no. prioritized yes. this restaurant the other day we were ordering from like uber eats we we're like okay we should try to still like buy local stuff like buy from local restaurants as opposed to like chains as or opposed to any chains like because that's like done for completely but um we were looking at a pl- like two weighing up like two mexican places i think it was and then one like had a bottle of wine and i was like sold <laughs> like i'm just gonna <laughs> buy immediately because of that because yeah. i was like oh if you're yeah. selling you're selling a whole package most of them package yeah for yeah Oh, Quebec yeah. sucks yeah. for that, but the uh, like in the states they take it to the next level. I don't know if they could do that there, but like my boy was posting he was in Vermont, he was telling me like and posting on Instagram because he had like takeaway packs with like burgers and fries and stuff, and then these two like plastic cups with the lid on it. I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, it's a hurricane, like a oh yeah, you told um, me that what, Rob. What, cocktail. cocktail. I was <laughs> yeah, like, fuck, yeah. that's amazing. And you that's can get hilarious. like full pours of a beer yeah. in a, in a cup. Yeah. You could just pull up and pick that up, and you're good to go. Like yeah. that's super dope. I'm cool with that, but I would imagine though from, because people who don't know, like you, Chris, Mr. Banks do predominantly hop forward hazy beers that um, have a lifespan and have to be kind of taken care of in a certain way. You Would it would this be accurate saying that you might be a little, whilst it's cool that the bars can sell it that way, would you be concerned that like now there's a third party selling your beer and chucking it in a growler or whatever mm-hmm. to somebody who takes it home and sits on it for two weeks and then they open it up and it's brown and oxidized and like, man, what is this? this is what like, is that because that's what brewers have said to me is a genuine, gen, general concern, even from their own brewery, let alone from someone else who might not do the proper purging and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons that I um, oh, Yeah, I'm not massive on crowlers because it's it's massively on who's who's filling it so mm-hmm. I, I sort of more i'm sort of more hoping the takeaway license is able to be continued for alcohol for those other venues because i mean that'd be better for us too like right you know, no you gotta have i don't know what what the license structure is over there but it's just there's just so many different tiers like there's oh, yeah. not one license that covers you can oh. sell alcohol it's oh yeah just, i don't yeah. even know how many licenses quebec has it's i know actually like ridiculous it has to be like yeah. five or something i feel like i know yeah. four off the, the main okay, i had a question for you on that mm. actually because one of the big things we've talked about like at length on all these content we've been doing the past couple months is quebec doesn't have a you can't deliver so the breweries themselves can't have an online store and personally either you know have a driver or um put it through the post um beer at all um they can order online and then people can pick it up and they're not allowed to ship whereas like ontario they can do um whatever they want every brewery a lot of them already had it now pretty much every brewery has an online store if you have a facility that makes it it's different rules if you're contracting so what's that and, and Quebec aren't are being like they're dragging their feet we're changing it and the breweries are just begging for it because they're like this could like change the game from us if we could just like sell plus as a consumer that's dope because then I can get beers from Quebec other areas or whatever that don't um, typically come to Montreal for example so for you what's that what's the laws like as far as that in Australia or Victoria specifically so our license that we have is a wine and beer producers license and that basically just covers pretty much everything. 
but that's like that's like the top tier license that you want if you're a brewery or a winery because uh there's stipulations that you know when we first started we couldn't have that license so Mm -hmm. because we didn't have um we didn't have a like a cellar door or anywhere to sell like you have to have that to be able to have that license um so we had to add we had to basically open that cellar door at the start before we opened the bar just to get that beer and wine producers license so we were a pre-retail before that pre-retail i don't think you are allowed to do direct to public you're only allowed to go to pre like pre-retail to retail sellers um toasted bottle shops and stuff but our beer and wine producers license it's anything so you can do it by post you can deliver it straight you know straight to someone's door you can do pretty much anything you want in that sense that's sick and is that countrywide or statewide yeah that's countrywide that's yeah. so dope yeah and so do you have an online store and people can just order online and you ship, yep. ship it yep. out yeah yeah through yep. Australia Post or through like FedEx or that type of thing um so at the moment we're using a service called Sendle okay um, it's like some with, third party yeah they person. use like Couriers Please and stuff that. like that so okay yeah they're uh they're, they're pretty good I mean everyone's getting slammed at the moment so I bet yeah, yeah. their pricing is pretty pretty decent um but yeah we we had always planned to do an online store before this mayhem started and this just fast-tracked everything yeah and like we 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 won't stop it when we get back through this because it's it's like it's been amazing for us it's one of the things that sort of kept us like not kept us afloat but it's really helped it's helped make up what you know the tap room being closed has Mm. sort of you know and we're still even if it's just the boys making the boys now brewing two three days a week if we didn't have that online store they'd be brewing one day a week yeah. just for, oh, okay. what were you yeah, brewing before this like how often were you brewing we were doing probably three to four okay three so to it's... four and then, and then two packaging yeah we haven't slowed down that much to be honest that's, that's great good, man um yeah. what percentage of sales are like victoria versus the rest of the country like just curious as far as like how the brand is getting out there. Like if people are in Perth or something and they don't have access yep. to your stuff, are they like, oh, are people like, oh, fuck, all right, this is a good reason to maybe, you know, they wouldn't have thought about ordering from elsewhere and they couldn't before. There's only if an importer brought it out or whatever. So like, yep. how does that work? Yeah, so we were we actually looked at the figures this week. So we've got, obviously we do our own distribution in Victoria and then we've got a distributor in Queensland and a, stri- a distributor in WA. Sick. Um, we send probably a quarter of stock goes to Queensland. That's okay. good. Like, a qu- yeah. like maybe a quarter of each batch. And then maybe a quarter of that quarter goes to WA. Hmm. And then the rest is generally in Vic and now online. But if you look at the online, like the online data, I think it was... Victoria, New South Wales, and South Australia make up 88% of all total online sales. Damn. Which is great because yeah. it's, not taking, it's not taking away from our Queensland distributor and our WA distributor. Mm. I think WA, WA as a total was 6% of online sales, which is nothing. So. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Is that was- so, which is, yeah. Go on. Sorry. Oh, it's, just, it's one of the things that like, we were sort of with this online store, we didn't want to take away from our local bottle shops that have, you know, been supporting us from day one because right, right. a lot of a lot of people can go, well, why would they come and buy it from me when they can just order it direct now? But it's not, like, our figures don't show that because even made up in that 
majority of it is not to Vic, and the stuff that is to Victoria is like out country, rural Victoria sort of stuff. It's oh, okay. just it's most people are ordering off the online store because we're not we don't distribute in their area. So mm. which is yeah, it's great. Okay, yeah. that that's awesome. That's kind of what I was thinking would happen, just because like it's an opportunity. Like if people aren't used to this online ordering, and now literally everyone's ordering everything. Even we were not big on. We were talking about that today. I'm yeah. like, check us out. We're just like online ordering machines right now. Yeah, we're going wild. Everything all the time. Everything. Coffee funny. now. Getting all yeah, the coffee. Yeah, now all our coffee beans. Like, we're like, yeah, let's just buy from all the roasters yeah. and we'll just like all whatever. Wine, yeah. beer, wine. We're getting stuff. Like I was anyway, never having like, like cases of wine sent to my house before. When I'm like, fuck, might as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah it just makes a lot more sense i feel like once you're right that it's probably smart not to change it afterwards because people are going to get used to living like this to a degree because it's convenient as hell mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden folks in like you said the rural areas who don't have great craft beer sh- bottle shops in their area or like just some place that you don't distribute to yet now they, they can just access it mm-hmm. so that's like yeah. really cool oh, yeah definitely hmm. yeah on that especially for a brewery our size Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. you're, you're sort of like, to, to position it with the, you guys do, is that a, a bad way to say that you guys do the high pays? Is that, you, you cool with that? You know, I know you and I, yeah, yeah you're cool with that, right? Because you've gone like, an, honestly, bro, you've like fucking tripled down on that shit since I was like, <laughs> and I, I yeah. love it. It looks amazing. Um, and I've noticed the, like, over here, this is one thing I'd be curious from your side over here it's like all the stores that do all the stores all the breweries that are doing high pays are selling out in like Bar Canada today had their launch there's yeah. one in uh, uh, just on the Quebec side of Ottawa called in Gatineau is the name of the area and the brewery is called Brasserie du Bar Canada like Lower Canada and they were the first to do high pays in Quebec so they have a uh, anniversary release here today. The whole anniversary release sold out in four minutes. Oh my gosh! And then today, Wood Brothers, it's another friends of ours. We did a collab with them recently. Mm-hmm. They do high pays and, and like pastry stouts and smoothies, or like you know, the, basically the same same stuff we like. And they sell out. Nate checked and said today it took five minutes to sell so, out. Oh jeez! So, oh, and then Masorum, didn't they just they collab with somebody? And then for the first time, that yeah, for that brewery, oranges. For and then for the first time, that brewery had a ridiculous line, line and it's because yeah. they yeah, yeah it's ridiculous it's crazy so the high pays yeah. is I was like before this started I was like oh man this might be actually be interesting to see what people's uh, habits become in the sense of like are people going to pull back on spending that sort of money on all of these beers or are they going to you know what are they going to do that was our I, that's what I thought I was I like thought oh, they would oh have. fuck if people like start losing jobs and stuff like that they might not be buying and that's really going to hurt the industry and all yep. this stuff and it's then it's a complete literally opposite. opposite I feel like they're just hoarding and going even like yeah crazier. it's actually kind of annoying me to be honest <laughs> It's like it's easier for me. Because then you have to be online, like concert tickets, yeah. like trying to get beer now. Yeah. I can't. It's like it's dumb. I actually easier. I ordered from Bellwoods today, and I told you know about Bellwoods in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they yeah. dropped Milkshake, which is their lack, the you know the yep. milkshake. So they dropped a new one today. I ordered that, sent it to my friend's house. He sends it to me, so I pay ten bucks to get it to them. He refuses to take money, so I just buy coffee and send him coffee beans for it. And it's easier for me and cheaper for me to do that than it is to me get an Uber and back to the hype brewery here and try and do it because I'd have to get up at 10 a.m., which is not happening, and then buy the beer within that first five minutes or it's going to go. So the long-winded ask question is, are you selling out like immediately online or what what's the kind of vibe been for your stuff? Is it like a scramble for it and then you're like gone or what's the deal? So there's a few beers that we have done recently that have – sold out in insanely quick times um and like 
you've seen where we are. We're not like if yeah. we were if we were closer to the city, I think we would be getting a lot more like through and possibly, you know, people lining. You don't need to line because we, we keep more at the brewery. Right. <laughs> but yeah. people I don't know. People kinda like I I think people like the idea of lining and they see the same people and you know, yeah. get to hang out. It's a bit of a social event. Yeah. yeah. So in saying that, but the two beers that we have done recently that have sold out online, we did have very, very small lines at, outside the brewery, people waiting. Um, I think there was like maybe 15 to 20 people it's just lining good. up. And I'm like, yeah, you don't have to line up, guys. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just come in and buy the beer. Like, it's okay. But online, so that altogether beer sold out in... Both us and do you know Range? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. From, they're yeah, the other yeah. ones I keep hearing about. Yeah, they're oh, they're if we're hype, they're like ultra hype. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, oh, they're awesome. Hype. We've got a really good relationship with them. Um, you know, we've made we've done collabs with them. I literally, you know, if you go through my past, you know, probably twenty messages. Every there's the three main guys from that brewery will feature in them very highly. Right. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're probably lucky we don't live closer because we'd just be hanging out all the time and breaking social distancing um, <laughs> and making all the juice um but yeah so we released all together at the same time as them nice. on the same day and like i think both of us sold out of that online in four minutes oh my gosh and then and then we did the next week we did um idaho fields which was our idaho seven single hop Oat cream double IPA, and that sold. That sold out of like cases in two minutes, but Jesus. then it took like another thirty to sell out of the rest of the four packs. So we did in half an hour. But then range last week, they had their second birthday, and they did four beers. It was a session IPA, a normal IPA, all haze. Okay. Session IPA, normal IPA, oat cream double IPA, and a triple IPA. They sold out online of all four in nine minutes. And then they had a line for three and a half hours. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're hitting up that place when we get back. They they, they sold 1,500 cans, I think. There was the whole, the whole four tanks was 1,500 cans in total, and it was gone in uh, like six hours or something. Good for them. (laughs) Man, yeah, it was insane. So and then they had another release yesterday. And then they sold, I think, they sold out of all but one. They had three beers, and that, so they sold out of the two by, like, I don't know, the first 20 minutes or something. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're killing it. They're doing so well. That's insane. And as well, the interesting thing about these beers in Australia, like I think I when last time we hung out, I was telling you, like, the prices – like exorbitant in comparison to here just because of what's the cost of like a case of- yeah maybe you could give some context so what would like a, a tall boy of a, a an ipa or double yeah. hazy double single or double ipa run retail just for a can for a can or a for one can and then oh, yeah. a, a, a four pack in a case so, on, so, on a can, so like our idaho fields yeah that was a 8.5 percent okay mm-hmm. oak green so it's a big one um and that I think most people were retailing that for fourteen dollars a can. My goodness gracious! Okay. <laughs> and it's like forty. We sold it for forty-three or four pack. That's that's a good deal. And then case we sold that for. We did a case of twelve, 
was one fifteen. Okay, that's not so bad. That's uh, fourteen like dollars single, for a yeah. can is insanity. Yeah, yeah. Not you would for living in Australia, it, though. We sold it for twelve dollars a can. Okay, right. So that was a retail yeah. markup. Okay. And I guess like in the yeah. in Australia, it makes sense because everything there's all the things to consider. You're paid more in Australia. It's just things are more expensive. There's all these tiers. It's just crazy here. Like that's like insane. For usually you get like a, a crazy bottle of something aged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but that's fifth, like. Fifty percent of that entire cost for us is tax. Jesus! Ooh. Oh, that's why. Okay, okay it's tax. Yeah, okay, that explains it. Oh. Like if that's, you... that's all it is. Like one hundred percent, it's all tax. Wow. Otherwise, we'd be in line with American pricing, pretty much. Is wow. is that a, a, a conscious sort of thing in the eyes of like any of the, the you know the independent brewers association and stuff like that? That are they looking at that because that's pretty wild. Oh, they they try to all the time, but like our it's just like our excise literally goes up twice a year like they they bump it up and that's that's one of the things that like we don't do price rises at all Mm -hmm. we've never raised a price on a beer that we make we set the price and we make the same amount of money whether it's a double ipa or you know a four a four percent payout we make that's out like we've got our price bracket of profit and we do the same on every single beer we probably actually go down on some of those bigger ones because we're like we They'd want be... these to move right we want them to sell and you know we don't want them sitting on shelves and stuff like that so <sighs> but yeah it's just and i don't know if it's the same in canada because it's not in america i think in america they pay like they've just got a tax bracket and that covers whatever abv the higher abv you go in australia the more tax you pay i think that's the same here. that's the same here yeah but it's just probably not as intense because the way they market on the thing like this is considered they have to put light, light beer, beer yeah then it just say strong. beer oh, then yeah. if it's over six percent it's strong oh, beer yeah. and if i think it's over like eight it's extra strong beer and i mm. think the tax bracket rises with each okay. one and they did it yeah. cap recently at 11.9 percent, which is arbitrary as fuck um so yeah. like for you know barley wines imperial stout stuff like that i think um from what i'm you know unofficially told you know people don't always uh you know stick to that they just have to put that on the on the packaging and is what it is um but yeah sometimes people have to brew products that, that fit a certain thing because otherwise it's going to be too expensive so that's interesting do you get do you get a lot of pushback then or is, or is like this scene aware of that and they're like all right well this is just the you know this is what you pay for these type of beers i think for us personally it's like we're at that we're at a stage where like people know why our beers are expensive, and our, like we are actually, for for the beers that we're making, we're probably on the like the middle to lower side of the price bracket. Interesting. Because we try, we do make a lot less profit, okay. like intentionally, uh, intentionally to to make it you know more accessible. So there's some breweries that are you know making a lot more than us, and we're very small. It costs us a lot more money to make than it would them, but I think people know, you know, if it. If, we're releasing a double IPA and they want a hoppy beer, they're, they're going to get a, a pretty hoppy beer. So they're, mm-hmm. they're sort of happy to pay for it. We're, I haven't really had anyone recently come back and say anything about pricing. Okay. So there's arguably then, like you said, being the keyword users recently, that means there's an, a, a growing understanding in Australia as far as the palate is changing. They're understanding what these beers are, what, what it takes to make them, and that they're like, well, you know, if this is as good as what you can get up this side, then like, I'm down to pay that 12, 14 bucks, whatever it is I can, and they're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's also, I mean, like, it's not like you look at our even basic 
sort of pale ales, and then you look at like a CUB, like like a Carlton Draft or a big bit like VB. It's not like they're on par with American pricing. You can't buy a thirty block for, you know, eighteen dollars. <laughs> thirty block. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a that's what what's a block? Is that the VB did the block they call them? I don't know there was one called a block. There's a slab, which is very Australia as a slab. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the block was the thirty, just an extra six pack. Okay. And they're just an, it's just a marketing ploy, really. Okay, but there you go. Yeah. The fact that you said yeah, that means it's become a part of the parlance, I guess. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Yeah, but we were buying like because yeah, when like years ago when I did a snow season in Colorado, we were buying, you know, as our cheap everyday beer that we just wanted because we were like early twenties. Um, what are you grabbing? 30, like Coors? Thirty pack. Yeah, thirty packs of like Bud Light, Coors, and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> um, and it was like, yeah, it's like fifteen dollars. Yeah, so cheap. It's pretty. Wild. Like to buy that here, to buy even twenty four here of VB, I think is fifty five dollars. Wow. So wow. okay, so it's like, not like so. Just alcohol is more expensive. Yeah, altogether. Yeah, pe- people just know that alcohol is expensive here, and like same with wine. Like right. you can't. You can buy cheap wine, but cheap wine is cheap wine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but your cheap, but wine, cheap wine, is wine is way fire. better than our cheap wine. Australian stuff yeah. is like so wild in comparison. I was I was telling Tiff back in the day, like before I left, like a decade ago, I used to buy, I think they're called clean skins. You know, the yeah. joints? And you just to cook with them and yeah. then you just pour a glass anyway and they're fire and they're like six dollars. Like, I don't know what they hey, are. Hey, I don't now, know. When we're like, at Dan Murphy's, is that what it's called? Yeah, Dan's, yeah. Dan, Dan Murphy's and that like five dollar thing. I'm like, those are like legit like fifteen dollar wines in Canada or something like that. It was <laughs> yeah. like in this little five dollar bin. Or like I don't know, yeah. Wolf Blast, like that's huge. Oh, yeah. Um that's like an expensive, Mad cheap there, expensive wine here, here right? and then like it was nothing yeah, there. Right. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, okay, uh, I'll just buy these like The quality of the wines over there is just out of control. Oh, like, they're great. It's so yeah. sick. And you get them here, but it's not the same. You get the Jacobs. It depends where you. And, yeah, the Australian wines here are like super it's not, high not, priced. Yeah, you don't get access to it. And not the greatest ones that you guys no. have. They're the low tier ones. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're we're pretty spoiled for wine. I'm too much of a wine snob. Whenever we go to America, we're like, all right, we're not drinking any wine over here. So even like we when we were in near um, Russian River, Napa. We're like, oh, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go Napa and check out the wineries. And Jesus, the wine was expensive. Oh my god! Oh my gosh, bro! Yeah, like, wow, we did not expect I didn't that. Know like that. our friend, actually, our friend Jonathan, who just he's came up here, right now. who's commenting, like said, they're like, "Hey, just so you know, like it's gonna be a bit pricey." Did they say that? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, and but I didn't realize it was gonna be like that. Like whereas like, like seventy five US is, for like, a seventy tasting US, so we're paying like a hundred dollars Canadian. Yeah. That's per like winery Yo, like, yeah that's like, not what it is like in ontario in ontario you could get a tasting for like 10 bucks and sometimes five free. to ten dollars if you buy one bottle they write yeah. it off and half the time they're like yeah you're good yeah they're like fine one time yeah. we went to this ball we went winery to this really baller place and we we're like oh fuck, we're in napa because <laughs> a friend said to go yeah and then they gave it to us for free i couldn't for believe some it. reason the guy was like nah, they didn't know us from you know from, from all the uh from the beer and stuff nothing had nothing to do with my wine stuff or his beer stuff he was just like hey don't worry i was like we should really let's get the fuck out ran away okay because like that's like a hundred dollars Canadian for like, and we like to four do different like wines with a little six to seven two in ounces a, in a day or something like that. You know, you're cruising around and stuff. Oh man, that's we like, like a, oh, so you we'll do like two to three Easy or two. Yeah, whatever we did there. Fuck, that and even Sonoma wasn't that. It's still yeah. around. It's still expensive too. It was nice. It was really beautiful, but like, yeah. man, yeah. So I feel you. Yeah, the wines weren't like 
at least oh, when yeah. I experienced one place I really loved, but it wasn't mind blowing. Like I still in, by far enjoyed a lot of like wines from Ontario yes. versus the ones that I was having there. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna pay a hundred dollars, and I'm not. My mind's not like blown. No. By this, yeah, yeah. you know, like we went to yeah. um, uh, what's the champagne? What's the mum sparkling? Mum. No. Mum, say for example, yeah. not oh sorry, Moet. Oh, the Chandon. Uh, yeah, Chandon, sorry. It's not like in, in Yarra or here? Or Yarra we went, which was fantastic. And we also went to the one in Napa. But I was like, it's not so life-changing that I need oh, to yeah, spend like $120 too. to like have four yeah, yeah. four tastings. You know, yeah. like it's well, It's cool, crazy. but it's not, uh, it's not not that worth it. No, okay, no, yeah. No. Yeah, the wine stuff there, but it's definitely Get a cool. whole case of hazy IPAs for... <laughs> for, for a tasting. <laughs> for a tasting at yeah. Napa Valley. Yeah, like, we look at it like that. Yeah. So Jonathan Mill says, the whole family is lost, Tiff. No worries. What do you mean... What do you what, mean? What did the I whole say? family's lost. I, I think sometimes the I think there's it's delayed. delayed. Oh, it is like because I've delay. watched our live and it's okay. like um, it's like it's pretty delayed. Yeah, okay. like there's like a 15 second delay from okay, when so he'll, a he'll comment comes that. up. So yeah. Hey Johnny, okay. say um, hello to Root. <laughs> yeah, because you can't see any of this stuff, Chris. So I apologize. But we get comments uh, that come up on the sides. So yeah, talking. you can put yeah. them up on. You'll, you'll see it later. Um, so we're talking I kind of lost what we were talking about because we got we went off track we were talking about the wine but we were talking about the price of (laughs) the price of shit okay so people are cool with that because I remember back in the day when I thought I was fancy and we'd buy it was like $19 for a six pack of Corona in I don't know 20 years ago and we were always like if we are really trying to bowl out that that was the one but otherwise you could get beer and you get like $10 for like two weeks extra dry or some garbage like that so I guess people. That, I guess the point is people have adjusted to those price points, which might seem. Um, oh, hang on. What's John saying? Referring to slappers. I'm not too sure. Maybe he can talk to us afterwards. <laughs> okay, um, um, and this is interesting. Just talking about pricing and stuff like that. Then that means overall the palette has risen that because really when I was there even two years ago, it was just golden ale, everything except for like basically where we visited you and then. Um, who had the other juice? Because uh, it's 2018. Merrick. Yeah, Merrick. Merrick. Yeah. Like besides that, like everything else. Every time we went somewhere, I was like, "Oh, great, another golden ale! Yay, oh, this is so <laughs> great!" So that means that the palate must have adjusted. If there's hype haze now, like in, if this yeah, is happening. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of gold now. It's kicking around now. Oh, beautiful! Um, Thank goodness. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, there's yeah, there's a lot of hazy beers. There's a lot of good ones. There's there's a lot of not so good ones. Always gonna um, be that way. Standard. There's a bunch of like pastry stouts and stuff like that are slowly starting to like we ease their way in. Um, and like the bigger sours as well. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Brooks, you want to say hi? Children love beer. Yeah. Kids love beer. Hi. Hi. Buddy. hi. <laughs> uh, off you go. What's his favorite hop? <laughs> What's your fa- yeah, I don't know. I reckon he's probably in- Citra. Yeah, just like his dad. Oh, look at that! Just say, look like a, maybe an Idaho Seven or maybe like a Mandarin of Bavaria kind of. <laughs> yeah, I respect. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's like he seems. Bigger, but- he, he does look a little bit German, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jonathan yeah, said, "I think we're calling the beers a wild name." He said he didn't. Under- we, we must have referred to the beers as a slapper. I think we're just being. Idiots, oh, so that's just- why he said the whole family is lost because yeah. I was lost. I was like, "What are you?" Yeah. He said thirty. What'd you call it? Oh, um, a 30 block. 30 block. What, yeah, oh, a things. slab. Like, we just call He's things cases. slappers. A slab. S-L-A-B. <laughs> ah, gotcha. A slab yeah, yeah, is yeah. a case, Johnny, or a carton, whatever. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. So I was like, yes. "What do you two said?" I always now? forget. Like, you know why? Because since I talked to an Australian, I like I, for some reason it's like something. He goes moves Australian in the brain. immediately. I was making fun of him the yeah. other day because I was yeah, like, "Yeah, because I talked to sudden, my brother." Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. nah. I'm like, but over here, I don't really do that. I, fuck. The same thing Jamaicans do. That I was saying, my mom does that as soon as she's like in the room with another Jamaican. Yeah, they can't just, understand like, a word. Immediately, like, oh, you can't understand. Yeah, I can't understand a word. Yeah. <laughs> then Chris just smiles. They just smile and nod. They <laughs> they stare at you. Um, what we say? Okay, so the palette. So we were talking about the palette the other day. Um, last year, when we when I went down, um, was by far the best. Uh, we hung out at your spot and you had pretty much a mix of everything and you were because i remember i got you the like the other half and yeah, yeah. um i got a follow-up question about that afterwards but the um you was you had done the weezer juice was your main one i think i don't think you had and this probably i think this is why i've noticed the change i feel like from then onwards you just went bonkers on haze from that point which is about a year ago it was march last year yeah i think that was yeah, probably yeah it's your fault it's my fault i take yeah, yeah. i take proudly, responsibility, sure yeah, take take responsibility. That, yeah. Yeah. um no it's just been so sick to watch that bro because i figured that like you were the one and look i'm you tell me if i'm wrong you can probably be humble but i would argue that you are the one at least in melbourne to change that because you put you put those styles out there you in took the risk you rolled the dice because you, you know, brewed these expensive beers hoping that people had the taste for these styles is that fair we were one of the first. We weren't the first. The first. Definitely. Okay. Um, that was just my and we, there were So I think the first was, not I think, the first definitely was Three Ravens. Okay, with Juicy. Um, they did Juicy, yeah. Would would it be um, fair though to say, yes, that was a New England, but it was kind of like a Vermont New England because I had it last time too and it was cool, but maybe it was like one of the earlier kind of style ones. It wasn't even like Weez because Weez was closer to the stuff that I'm used to drinking here and all the things, yeah, I'm, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it might've been the precursor to it all though. Yeah. Is that- yeah, yeah. I think things like that. And then even Jedi Juice was... I was thinking um, about Jedi Juice. Yeah, I was like, real, what's the name with the Yeah, it was really early and stuff like that. We're, like Weez was definitely one of the first. I, I would probably say it was probably the first like oat cream. Okay. IPA. I don't think probably. Weed. I would say, look, fuck, I'm getting cocky saying not probably, but I really feel like no one was doing that at all, and it was no, no one even here was doing that. That's why I really think that you must have. You just like yeah, that was a very other half. It, uh, yeah, you knew the other half of doing it, and you just rolled with it. No one was doing it even in Canada. I still have seen maybe one or two to this day. Yeah, well, we weren't even like we didn't even know that it was an oat cream IPA. Like we didn't know that was a thing. Right. It was just. We had oat, we had lots of oats in it, yeah. and we put lactose in it. Yeah. It wasn't like Boom. oh, we you know at that time we didn't even really know much of the other half stuff to be honest. Okay. Um, we knew we knew of them, but we'd never had them before, so we never had anything to go off at that early stage. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. It we were definitely up there, and yes, you're right. Since that last trip, we've really just ran oh. with it. That's sick, bro. And on it. I don't know. We, I, I always like every week. I'm like, oh, are we doing too many of these? But I don't know. If that, I don't like. I personally don't think so. But I'm like, I'm ever consumer gonna sit there and go, oh, these guys are just doing a million hazy IPAs. But like, we literally got a phone call from our WA distributor yesterday and said, yeah, our, our sales guy got one, and he said, can you please tell Chris to make more hazy IPAs? <laughs> I was like, like all right. right. No people, problem. People, people want them, bro. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you do them that well, though, 
Um, I think that's really what it is because I got someone here, Manflesh Boogie, saying, Morning people, hey Chris, double DDH all day um, was, was banging. banging. And he said, Yep, agree. Banks on top. Sorry, I pressed what was the fucking wrong thing. Banks on top with the hazies and melbs. There you go. Uh, he said Deeds and Hop Nation as well. That's true because both of those guys were the first lot I had, aside from Weez, which was my first. Then I had um, the Mill, the Deeds, Quiet Train. The um the Hot Nation Jedi and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah Jedi was um, good. Which is still all great beers and they're all killing it. Um, yeah. So one thing you said when you we, we drank the, I think it was O dot 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 Dream, that I managed to yeah, get because yeah. I was just in New York right beforehand, and yeah. um, oh he's saying never too many hazy IPAs. Hey, look, it's coming from See? the people, bro. It's coming <laughs> from the people. Um, I agree. You were like, all right, because I don't think that was I don't think you'd had that before. So you were like. I think this is like, I think we're on the money with this. So being that you tried that and I know you'd said you'd had some Trillium and stuff before from like, you had a, a brewer that came for a job interview and then the legend brought some Trillium for a job interview, which is pretty fire. Yeah, so, right. You've got the job. You got the yeah, job. Like, cool. very smart. Start tomorrow. <laughs> Start right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you feel? I know it's sort of hard to sort of say this. It's a kind of tough question, but like in the last year, because obviously things have changed since I was there last Again, and then the year before that, it had changed dramatically. So this is why I love watching the Aussie scene. It's the most fascinating in, in the world, I feel, because of how drastically it's changing. And the fact that Tiff was there two years ago, and all she remembers is the gold nails and summer ales. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's like... Yeah, that's great. That's out of here. Yeah, I'm Would so you happy. Do you think that you're... Like, how do you feel your stuff now compares? Because if, look, someone's here saying that best in Melbourne, but for sure, people keep telling me about range, and I've seen you post about them too. Like, so... I'm familiar with them as far as an Australia-wide thing, but how do you feel your stuff is comparing potentially on a worldwide sort of scale? As much as you can kind of hypothesize from without traveling, Reese. But the, you were there last year. You were there in like October on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've said this recently to a few people who have asked similar questions. The, the last trip I had was like the least impressed I've been with American beer. It's kind of That's what you great. said to me as well. You were like, bro, generally nothing blew your mind. There was... We hit like we were there for ten days, and I think we hit up like twenty five breweries. Okay. And then we went to Modern Times. We went to we were in Portland. We went to a bunch of you know the really good ones like Great Notion, really hyped ones there. What did you think? A Great Notion. Yep. What'd you say? What did you think of Great Notion? They were good. They were really good. Um, they had a lot of hazy beers. Yeah, um, <laughs> all their shit is hazy. And. Some really, really good sours, which we're sort of starting to play in the field of... Because sours in Australia are completely different to sours, I think, anywhere else. Okay. Everyone in Australia just wants, like, a 3 to 4% sour here that's got some fruit in it that's not, you know, overly overly fruited, just, like, really drinkable. Because okay. I think it just suits the climate. Hmm. Um, but the sours over there, like, no sour over there is below 6%. That we found, apart from like maybe some of the Anderson Valley stuff and stuff like that. For the most part. But, um, yeah, so they were a lot bigger, which, you know, more alcohol gives you the chance to put bigger, bolder flavours in and stuff like that. So it's sort of what we're playing with a bit at the moment now as well. Um, but, yeah, out of the 25 breweries, I literally could probably say, like, they're on one hand, the ones that stood out. With wow. Modern Times, one of those? It was. I I have had 
obviously modern times that have been here and on previous trips to the States I have had modern times and I was really, really excited to go and have modern times there and they were like my number one on the list. But we make personally not as sweet hazy IPAs is what they make. Interesting. Their hazy, like, they were really sweet hmm. personally. Okay. And like I like I like them but I bought cans that, you know, I bought four packs and stuff like that that I, that I bring home. And I got home and I was like, man, I can't drink, like, more than half of one of these cans. They're just... Too sweet. I don't know. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. This, that was... I, I think, on average, the American hazy IPAs are a lot sweeter than the Australian ones. Hmm. Um, but me personally, like, we sit probably in the middle of that. Okay. Um, in that, that sweetness and dryness sort of range. I still want it to be quite drinkable. And then we sort of, and that's where the oat cream IPAs have that, like, they're our sweet ones. And then the others, others that we do, whether it's a double IPA or that DDH all day that we did, like, that has the dryness of a West Coast IPA pretty much. Right. Like, the, drink, the drinkability of that. Like, it's hazy as all hell, um, and it's got all those really bright fruit tropical fruit characteristics and the citrus from the mochueca and stuff like that but it finishes really clean and dry there's no like cloyingness or anything like that so mm. yeah i don't know I, I i also think you know expectation is one a massive thing that can either help or kill something and i think for me modern times my expectations were way too high <laughs> it's always the worst day yeah eh? yeah, yeah. It's. I'm curious now to um to to see what I wonder why they're sweeter because I don't think, like one of the things everything when you, in the United States is sweeter. everything is in, is in the States is sweeter. You truly <laughs> sugar like and the everything. ketchup sweet. Yeah, sugar, right. Yeah. Like that, so um, yeah. but they also um, like I I can't see what would make a regular IPA that doesn't have lactose in it sweet. Like I don't know unless it's like just a different malt character or something that's bringing out more sweetness yep. in it probably i guess that's all that could yeah. be right? yeah i think it's uh it's definitely malt that they use and then you know simple things like um like mash temperatures and stuff like that i've spoken yeah. to one of the brewers who brews for collective arts who is now back in australia maddie uh, yeah no, he I thought maddie came no back. he's back he's back. he's back i spoke to him today oh he yeah. came back yeah, yeah. Okay. he's a go. legend i fucking I, love that guy i saw him like Last time I saw him was... Is that a festival? He said you gave him some... What did you say to him? In Feb. Yeah. He gave me a couple of things to talk about actually today. He oh, was, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, and like, he was telling me their ma- like some of their mash temperatures and stuff like that. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, oh. Yeah, it's kind of... That, that's what it is, eh? Yeah, it's just things like that. Like, he said you took... The, not, anyway. You took care of him at the Brewer's Feast and had a triple-fruited Goza slushy. Ooh. Yeah. Do you say it? So yeah. that was fun. Like, that sounds like Christopher. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess they'd probably do it. So Collective Arts, are, have you had their stuff? They must have it down yeah, there. Some. Yeah, 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 Mr. West, generally. Oh, Mr. West, stuff. yeah, they get all this because yeah, they're, yeah. they're close with them and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty dope. But Matt's, Matt's an interesting dude because he's got a uh, unique excuse me, perspective being that he worked for them and then he got kicked out and then hustled his way back. So I think he started, he had to quarantine. Um, yeah, yeah. But they, they just blew up. I had so many people talk shit about Collective Arts to me, like on DMs. I'll post about them on BOS and then I'll get DMs about it. Like people but It's not them. about the beer, it's the business model or something. Yeah, because like, they got right? like money behind They're them. just massive. I think the like, beers are great. You know, when like things that. become so massive, they just have more like criticisms and uh, stuff like that. I've only had good experiences like, with them. Yeah, they've, they've always been great. To us before they were huge as well, but. Yeah. 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 
Like it's never about the product. That's what I'm saying. It's never about the product. It's like not liking their practices, and it's like, yeah, Yeah. they're a big business. That's what's gonna happen as they get bigger and bigger. Part of the deal, right? Part of the deal, yeah. So one of the things that uh, was based on what Tiff was saying before, he said he was interested by the discussion about Australia being behind so far in pallet because the market is session beers mostly. Yeah. Um, and he said it's potentially well, what you said about the too. taxation. Yes, because people would rather buy a twenty dollars six pack to like a twelve dollar toll can or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's a fair point that people? Can you grab the other? Yeah, that's beer? You know what it is, and get the bottle open, please. What do we do? Oh, it's an Aussie beer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's part of the that does, does price speak to the palate in Australia specifically? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. But I also think, like, but as I said before, like the climate and stuff, like it's summer's pretty bloody hot here. Um, mm. You know, having those really sessionable beers and stuff like that, and the the alternative, like the other options that sort of people come, like that they, like obviously not everyone starts drinking craft beer. Right. You know, if someone's drinking, uh, I don't know, maybe not like a. A VB or Carlton or something like that because they're really it's too much of a jump. Quite. Yeah, but like if you know the biggest sort of probably commercial beer at the moment in Australia, I think is Great Northern, and that's like a three point eight percent. Like it's they just had it water, the footy. Basically. I like I hate I had just I did it at the footy just so I could do the um, photo with him. Yeah, yeah, God, that was bad. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like if you're if you're making the jump from like that into craft beer, you know, going for higher ABV beers and stuff like that, it's just such such a wide like a, a big jump to go right, for so right, right. yeah i think also i don't know maybe the drinking culture here is part of it too like in what sense i don't know people drink people Oop. drink a lot like vo- <laughs> <laughs> the volume is pretty high and i guess uh, financially it probably wouldn't add up so well if uh, everyone yeah. was crushing cases of you know eight percent double ipas and shit and they'll get fat yeah Real quick. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, uh, I think it's a bit of all of that. It's definitely like price point and taxation and all that sort of stuff. Um, okay. But I, I do think, like as you were sort of starting to say before, how we've just gone on, you know, ever since pretty much your last trip. Like, you know, we have two to three hazy beers every month sort of thing and we're really doubled down on it. The thing for me that I think a lot of the trips that are done recently – overseas and then things like you bringing down you know that glorious mixed bag of beers that you gave me man um and and even just like little talks with people like yourself and stuff like that the difference between the australian like you know new england ipas or hazy ipas and the american ones were they were just putting more of everything in them Hmm. there is just more hops right and more yeah and that's all it came down to this is volume I think so because we we just started hopping beers. Like people go, oh, how are you doing this? Like, well, we're not. It's not me giving away a secret. Like you want to be able to taste like that, you need to put a lot of hops in it. Like right. it's and that's expensive. Exactly. So and that that then comes back to that that price market. So obviously the population is a lot smaller in Australia. So you're pushing, you know, you and that's why things like lineups and stuff aren't necessarily probably going to happen every other. You know, in every state around mm. Australia, because there's just people know that they can get it a lot easier. Like the access to it is a lot more because the population's less. The people that are actually looking out, sort you know, sourcing these 
these big double IPAs are a lot less than what they are in other countries. So, right. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it's just cool that, like, you've been able to sustain the business model and grow to have the hype that you had. Like, it's easy for me to say this because I'm looking from afar, right? Like, I know we only talk every few months or something, but, like, we're not really talking about that. Like, I'm just looking at it from the outside and what people are saying, what the comments are and the type of stuff you're posting. And to me, it just feel I'm getting that same vibe. Like people seem really excited about the beers that you're making, which is a fantastic sign for the palate in Australia. And even at the, um, what was the event, the good beer week gala thing. Yeah. That we yeah went the, to? Sh- the showcase, the showcase yeah. one. Um, yep. That was my first Aussie beer festival I ever went to, and that was fun. That was really cool, and um, I feel like I had a bunch of haze at that one. Um, so many fantastic beers that were really interesting, and that was, once again, it was a year and a bit ago. So I yep. can only imagine, and that's why I'm extra spewing, because I was we were supposed to be there at the end around March. Yeah. And uh, it was yeah. going to time up for the Carwin Invitational which I know you were yeah, at. Right. And then you did yeah. the collab with Superflux. They're one of my favorite breweries in Vancouver. And I saw that you just dropped yeah, it anyway because yeah. you're like, fuck it. How, how did that happen? That is sick, bro. They're so that great. was um, obviously with the Carlin collaboration, we, they pair you up with another brewery. So they paired us up with them. And then we were talking back and forth with uh, Adam and Matt about making the beer when they got, because we were going to do one beer beforehand that was done via correspondence that we would have at the festival and then do one that we would brew when they were here. Um, So one would be like a single IPA of of that beer and then the other would be a double when they got here. So we just like back and forth about recipe and stuff like that. And then because it was all going to be keg basically for this event and stuff like that and then that didn't happen. So we're like, shit, what are we going to do? So we had these little labels that we had upstairs that we haven't used for like two years. I'm like, oh, we'll just throw them through the thermal printer and just print <laughs> off a name and go with it. So, yeah, it was cool. And I, I hope I – d- I don't think that event is going to happen this year. No, um, no chance. They've no, postponed it. They've, they've postponed it to October at the moment, they're saying. But no, nah, man. Yeah, I, I can't see anyone getting into the country before then. end. So. Mm. Um, but I hope it happens and I hope, you know, we still have something to do with them because I think especially that beer for me, we did a lot of things that they would do and they recommended. And I think if we sort of met more halfway of what we do and what they do, like I, I think the beer's got serious, serious potential. Amazing. Did you try any yeah. of their stuff? Like any of their... No, I've never had anything of this. No, no. You, you don't get any over here. We, that was going to be the first time. The first time. Their yeah. shit is crazy. Yeah. Like they, okay. Let me. I can see what's going on. I owe you something. I was supposed to bring you the beers that I owed you from the. I was going to bring them down. Now they got fucked up. So I'm going to get you out. We can't get him here. My, I got a boy I trade with in Vancouver who usually gets me yeah, stuff. Okay. So he gets all that yeah. stuff for me. And there's a there's a brewery. Funnily enough, there's this brewery in Toronto now that basically they they call Craft Brand Co. And basically what they do, they just get licenses mm-hmm. from Omnipolo, McKellar, uh, Superflux. Um, who else? There's other a bunch of breweries. So instead of importing them, they just brew them from a through a contract brewery, and it's okay. all approved by the the actual breweries. So. It's yeah. a pretty dope way to do it. I haven't had their version of it because I've had the Superflux from Vancouver, so I'd be interested to see how that stacks up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, that shit is pretty fire. Um, on a complete opposite note, so I saw this um, at uh, – there's this thing, Color and Shape from Superflux is awesome. That's the one. That's their number one beer, Color and Shape. is fucking fire. So there's this – in Quebec, they have a government um, 
liquor store so it's just it's called the saq like and they sell wine liquor and a tiny tiny little bit of beer and some of the better ones import um some cool stuff from europe they get some lambics and sometimes just some like magic rock they had some i got a porter from them and just a bunch of other random shit and the other day i saw this and i copped it see if it's nice is it working can you tap a bit just for people who don't know i never had it it's like a saison clearly nothing i am personally interested in i was going to do a one minute review but i thought this is uh no better time (laughs) have you had it Hey, we're just talking uh, about Mr. Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> I've had I've had a lot of theirs. I don't know if I've had that one. It'll be good. They said it's the um I think it was nearly ten bucks, eh? I wonder I don't know what it was worth here. For a season. For a season. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it smells good. Yeah, they make really good. That one could be good though. I had I had a couple of their barrel aged stuff. I think this is their like standard um Saison. Like the house Saison, yeah, yeah. Are you still feeling the same way about Saisons that I do, Chris? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I these are like these guys. I actually do really like their saisons. Um, I think yeah, that's excellent their saisons. But yeah, I think theirs just have a little bit more to them than you know that the average one. one. I gotta take a photo real we quick. We have a question. Yeah. Okay. Run the run the question. We can do this ready. You know the drill with this um, nonsense. Just because Chris. we're drinking, I was just thinking about um, we were talking about Vancouver and the fact that um, Daniel, who you just mentioned, oh, he's actually he just was popped up here. on the screen here. Just yeah, about he you says there. Vancouver beers for the win. Um, like it's nearly impossible to get beers from Vancouver in Quebec or Ontario or anywhere else for that matter. So, what's it like in Australia? Are you able to get beers pretty easily between? Um, like, like cross the border basically like we we have we don't have cross provincial like cross trading states and stuff yeah like are you able to get it or is it like yeah. a whole thing like it is here it's just like not even possible you mentioned having distributors in in western australia and stuff like that but yeah no there's there's, there's no there's literally no ruling like you can sell anywhere in australia wow what a life so smart that's how it should yeah. be canada really made like it say for example yeah it's just like not possible for us period there's no like it's just yeah it's not something that's possible to do you have to trade or you have to do all you have to go over yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to yeah. do a lot. Yeah, international is the only thing that they care about. That's um, how it should be because it's the same fucking country. Yeah. And they, only because they really want the tax. So. <laughs> it's really about the tax. Of course tax they do, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's ways, there's ways around that, Cheers. isn't there? Just, Cheers. just, yeah. <laughs> right? Just say it's merch. <laughs> Works every time. There you go. There you go. Yeah. It's bloody expensive, though. I was like, and like yeah, really man. heavy merch. <laughs> Sorry, like, but anyways. Like yeah. really, really expensive. I saw how much you paid for shipping. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. So it was, it was like 70 bucks, wasn't it? It was fi- 54. My 54. goodness. Yeah. I, just, I don't know why that number stuck in my head because it was the most yeah. obscene thing I've ever heard. Um, yeah. we, me and Daniel, the guy I just commented now, um, I think we, we got this. Um, I got hold of Craigslist. This dude had a, um, you know, those wine shippers, like a 12 bottle wine shipper with the two uh, pieces of styrofoam. So we yep. kind of gutted some of them out so we could put, instead of just the wine bottle, we put like two cans on top of each other. So we used to do that back and forth before I got way too much beer to drink. And he, yep. um, uh, I think I used to pay 30 bucks to ship a whole thing, usually 14 to 16 beers across the country. It's like basically Melbourne to Perth. Yeah. And so, yeah, 50 beer, fifty bucks to send four beers. I mean, I understand the distance is pretty obscene and that shit was like mad fresh, so... Still, <laughs> yeah. Still ridiculous. It's kind of bonkers. Yeah, yeah. And that was like I think that was the lowest tier. They were like fifty-four dollars, but there's no tracking. 
there's no anything. So it's gonna if be on. If it goes missing, it's missing. It is what it is. Like, right, it's gonna be on yeah. a boat. I'm gonna <laughs> give it to this Big guy, fine. and then this guy's gonna like walk right? it over. And they, look. I think they were charging like twenty twenty four extra dollars for tracking, and I was like, oh, no, no, come no, on, no, yeah. no, no, that's, that's ridiculous. Insane. No, yeah. Um, yeah. So at least, but I do like that you're able to actually drink beers from other, um, like across the country where we can't. That's like the one thing that's, even during this time where it's like we all can't travel in Canada. So this would have been the ideal time to open up the borders a bit more. We yeah. didn't have that opportunity again. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's a silly, silly, it's some law we've had since 1920, I believe. 28. 28, there you go, 1928. 1928, so dumb, so ridiculous. Yeah, um, no, it's really easy. Yeah. I've actually got more beer from other people at the moment than I've ever had in my life, I reckon, because we just yeah. keep, like, swapping. Like, we'll package three new beers and I'll, we'll just put them in a box and send them up to, like, Range or, you know, Mountain Culture or something like that, these other breweries, and then they'll do the same. And, yeah, I've got so much beer at the moment. It's crazy. So it's a dangerous problem, eh? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Yeah, I like that Australia can do that because I just feel like here we get screwed so bad. I was, yeah. I was telling people, I was like, just like roll the dice. I feel like if you just DM'd a brewery and was that in another province and they would just be like, look, man, I want to buy your shit. I know times are hard. I, you know, if you're willing to ship them, like I'm willing to pay There's it. Like, pay, yeah. are you cool to, you know, go around the system? Yeah. I feel like most yeah. people There's would There's definitely be, that possibility. Like we have one friend who owns a winery and like I saw like them announce like Canada-wide shipping. And I was like, Damn, like, how'd you make that happen? He was like, we're just like, fuck it. We're just going to do it and, like, we'll deal with it later. And I was like, fair enough. You got to do yeah. what you got to do, so, you know? It's just so silly. I just don't understand. Like, this, if it's like one of those situations where if, if this doesn't put it all in perspective, like, I don't know what will. Like, yeah, all of how these archaic laws, the laws are. are archaic. Yeah. They're redundant. They make no sense. Yeah. And, like, is anybody dying because you're allowed to get a fucking <laughs> bottle of whiskey with your pizza? <laughs> Like, or whatever, buy a six-pack of beers that they had in the fridge. Like, it's all good. You're yeah. going to get it anyway. Like, stop it. And you're still going to get your tax. So I don't really understand. It's just like, yeah. it's like, what is that other thing you always say? It's like, if, if oh, you... Oh, I said it's the problem. Is, is the, and it's with companies, and it's with the law, and it's always this. It's just, we've always done it this way, and that's the reason why something's done. When you're just like, oh, why is it? Like, we have clients, even you're like, oh, why'd you do it this way? And like, no, oh, we're just always doing it that always way. Done, and it's yeah. like, that's not a reason to continue doing something, you know? Like, things yeah. are meant to be... In the in religion, women weren't allowed to, like, do shit. So, like, obviously we changed that. So, I don't know. There's things you yeah. can... You look at things and you're like, oh, it doesn't make sense anymore for the times that we're in, and you adjust accordingly. Yeah. So, we need to have a lot of adjustments. Just like what you're saying, you know? Like, being able to have growlers and bars and all this stuff. It's like, okay, times have changed, so you have to change make with them, you know? Yeah. 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 It's rules for the sake of having rules, Exactly. Yeah, it's super frustrating. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's good that you guys have got that. At least it allows you to sort of um, keep it pushing. And like you said, if you haven't even dropped production, like that's amazing. That's fantastic. That's really, really cool. Have you had to um, furlough or lay off any staff or has it been pretty... Aside, maybe uh, taproom tap staff? staff, right? Yeah, so just the venue staff. Mm -hmm. So our um, bar manager and then the casual staff and then our chef as well. Because we've got a like a full kitchen in there now Sick. oh um, okay that's cool yeah. i don't think yep. you had so, that last time when i was there you had the nah, meat nah. pies which were oh, great yeah, we, we microwaved some meat pies and they were yeah. fantastic yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we did uh we had a small little like container that we converted into a kitchen and then it was just getting slammed so we then put another like big 20 foot container on and mm. built a kitchen in there and yeah fit it out and that 
think we had we were like sweet so we'll spend all this money and we'll have this kitchen paid off by maybe like july and we did it i think we opened it in feb and then this all happened we're like oh, well maybe oh, next then. july we paid off. <laughs> is this the way man it's fucking crazy always is it, is it like uh, yeah i mean I, I mean i guess now your expenses are lower so hopefully if the production you're selling beer i guess it would equate to approximately similar revenue We've oh, we definitely dropped, but we haven't. Right. Um, yeah, we're not. You know, we're not growing and doing what, like where we were, but we're not. We're not going extremely backwards or anything. So okay. yeah, That's and good. yeah, we've. Uh, they're opening up laws. Uh, the restrictions start opening up from June one. Um, okay. So it goes to, I think it goes to twenty patrons allowed. Okay. In a ven- in a venue at any one time, but they have to be eating. Like you have to have, you can't just go to a pub. They're not like pubs aren't just opening back up. So. Okay, so it's like a re- the restaurant license is what kicks in. Yeah, yeah. So we are part of that, but we're not going to open up on the first because we had a chat with all the staff this week, and um, it's just not really going to work in the way our the way the brewery operates so okay. and then on, on the 22nd of june it opens up to 50 patrons and that's okay. when that's when we'll go back mm. to operating in some form or another but it's going to be completely different like we're we're probably going to have to do sittings so it's going to be like two hour restaurant sittings so we'll have wow. like blocks yeah. yeah is that yeah did you come up with that or is that what the government's telling you to do um, they're not telling us to do blocks, but you like, there's all these, there's all these regulations that you have to follow. Like we'll have to be taking down all contact details of everyone and stuff like that when they come in, um, oh, you know, for the, so tra- for the whole tracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, gonna be, it's, gonna, it's, it's not going to feel like a brewery, like a standard <laughs> brewery. That's for sure. It's right. more like, yeah. Yeah, we get it, finally get that Michelin star. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about all this? Is this kind of like like oh, fuck it is what it is, or is it kind of like man, this is ruining shit, or like is it just? Um, it's more like for me personally, or for our business personally, it's more about us getting the back those staff. So okay. because we're not, we haven't dropped that that much because obviously takeaways have picked up and um, wholesale is still going quite well and stuff like that, and online store, but. But yeah, the main thing for us is about getting those guys back because they're, you know, they're doing it tough, and we want them back. They're part of the team, and yeah, obviously yeah. we can't we can't have them there and just be paying them if if there's no work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we want to get them back, so you know, we're looking forward to being able to just do it. And it doesn't that's that's I suppose the benefit too. We don't need we don't need the venue to fire and then just start you know punching out making heaps of money. If it's making enough to pay their wages and to keep the thing running, like that's more than enough for now. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Do you have to? I saw my mate sent me a thing today. He's in San Diego, and he sent me a picture. There's like a, a bloke who was just at a brewery. They op- They reopened the other day, and they all had to drink out of plastic cups. Do you have yeah. any rules around that? I don't. They're bringing out a lot more regulations on Monday. So, so about what what you actually have to do. But I think they were saying yeah or. Well, um, like uh paper plates and all that sort of stuff like not any usable reusable right sort of stuff. I mean, so, yeah so now the planet gets fucked <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah 
Yeah. So it's one thing. So it's, it's one thing or the other. Like the environment was like, yeah. oh gosh, look, all these humans aren't like destroying they're us now, us. and now they're like, all right, everything can't be recyclable now, or like <laughs> yeah, nothing, yeah. or just yeah, more waste. Okay, that's interesting. I guess it is what it is. That's gonna make people feel more comfortable for sure. Yeah. Like of course yeah. it'll reduce transmission in general, but in terms of just making you feel more comfortable, I wouldn't love right now using the same glass as somebody else or you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't be cool with that. I mean, at least look. I guess it's a good step. You feel comfortable that it's okay to to open. I guess because you guys got got it a lot easier than we did. Yeah, yeah, like nine thousand cases across the country or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Definitely wasn't as bad anyway. I mean, it's still. There's going to be. I think it's going to be reason. Like people are going to be really pumped to get back out and do stuff. But there is still going to be, you know, that that part of society that goes hmm i don't know i'm a little bit concerned about this uh, especially the older generation that's not necessarily our direct market so i think we'll be you know we'll be okay there and stuff like that but yeah people are people are gonna be keen to get out and do stuff for sure I was yeah. watching someone in a live in say, yeah. yeah. I was watching someone in a live say like how excited they were like cruises to get on a cruise, oh, and I couldn't that. believe it. So I was like, oh, if that's the case, then like the hospitality industry should be fine. If people are thrilled <sighs> about going on a cruise after all of what just the occurred. problem is we're doing, and they're like, oh, it's like, gonna be great deals and all this stuff. And I was like, but yeah, it's like a uh-huh, it's a petri dish for the virus, but sure. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Cause I cruise. thought buffets were uh, done with forever. Like that's like the cruise is just like buffet, yeah. compounded. No, it's just, no, 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 no. yeah. The but uh, yeah, that just shows though that there are people who are like, ah, oh, no, no worries. I'm good to go and they're ready to get back to life. So hopefully that benefits yeah. uh, the yeah. hospitality I thought industry. Cru- I thought there was going to be a ton of cruise, like cruise ships on the market soon. So yeah. <laughs> just go buy <laughs> one up. Snap just one buy up. one. Yeah. <laughs> just move on that international right? waters, no tax, boom, boom, good to go. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, um, I saw this video on uh, somewhere like Twitter or something the other day, and it was people who were, um, they did like a, uh, what do you call it, like a a glow-in-the-dark liquid, and they were like, all right, so someone had it on their hands, let's turn the lights, the, the black lights back off, and then this person went to like a buffet and they did whatever they would normally do. Then they're like, all right, black lights on. And it was fucking everywhere from one person who had some stuff on their hands all over the buffet. Someone maybe shaking hands with people's faces, with the people, all people's faces all over there. It was so gross. Like when you actually look at it like that, maybe want to throw up. I'm yeah. like, it's going to change. Yeah. Like life is never going to be the same. Basically. No, 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 like no. ever. Nah. Yeah. Left side. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah. we're, we're pretty, uh, we've been pretty filthy for the last whatever yeah. at least 100 years, years. yeah <laughs> at least yeah. since that Spanish flu and stuff so it's kind of gross yeah uh, my friend Daniel yeah. just said some Vancouver breweries have already opened which is interesting reopened interesting. Okay. so they might have got a bit easier than us I think yeah, Van had it better like we're obviously Quebec is like the, the most disastrous in Canada so yeah it's gonna take a while on this side um but yeah I guess if like you can do it right like in the end people need to go back to business right like Mm. it can't be this way for forever forever. it's just not possible and obviously like the vaccine conversation I think shouldn't even be a conversation at all because that's just going to take forever one and two not everyone's going to want to take the vaccine and if it's forced that's a whole other issue so I just don't think that's a conversation it's just like how do we up our cleanliness standards so that way um, we can all live freely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's this people are i think in the end it's just going to make restaurants in all these places just more cleaner like I, i'm hopefully we're just cleaner 
I don't know. I'm a germaphobe already, so this has already been like a whole thing for me. <laughs> but like, I think I, I hope it moves us in a good direction then. Yeah. Because then there are certain things that they were saying, which was pretty like rocket science that you should have been doing anyways, you know. And they're like, wash your hands when you touch money and then touch the food. It's like, yeah, I would have hoped that you were already doing this already anyways. So people yeah. are animals. Yeah. yeah. No, it's beauty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, Victoria is the last state to to open up. I think restrictions like mm. we've been the harshest in Australia. Are you so the largest or? The, uh, no, no, not. Uh, population wise, I don't yeah. Know. I think it's New South Wales. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah, but all those other like the other states opened up their like stage one restrictions. I think this week just gone. Okay. So yeah, they I think they're a few weeks ahead of us. Okay, that's not so yeah. bad. Well, yeah. fuck, man, at least you can get back to it and you feel yeah. okay about it and business can keep rolling, then shit, it's yeah. great. Yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to fill some kegs because we've got no beer in kegs. So right. <laughs> that's, you... the, that's the other reason we're, not, we're waiting until the 50 later in June so we at least have some beer to pour for people. So. Which is probably not a bad idea. Um, yeah, we are a brewery after all. Right, yeah. it's kind of what people want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's saying, group. my friend's saying in, in um, Vancouver, it's groups no larger than six people. So that's the okay. way they're doing it as well. Like they have, I've seen some people in the states just flagrantly playing golf, swimming in pools, going to bars and restaurants, like in Arizona and stuff. I'm like, y'all are fucking bonkers. Like it's Daniel. Do they have to be like separated by an X amount of tables or something, they or, have like, to or be. how they're doing it? That's probably why there's like groups of six. Because even six like, is pretty significant. Yeah, it's pretty. Like it's here, I thought, or from what I've seen a lot, it's like two. Like it's only two people at a table, and then they have to be separated by a table. So, yeah. like to do six people is pretty yeah, it's intense. A lot. They're just they're yeah. they're just letting ten people be in a park together here, that are from three different. You have to be ten people from three different households at the maximum, and that's how you're allowed to group together here. So, which is just like, what are these numbers? Yeah, it <laughs> seems yeah. So arbitrary. Yeah, like, it seems so random. I'll see if there's science involved, but it feels kind of random. It feels super random. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's yeah I think ours is you got to be one point for restaurants. Tables have to be one and a half meters away from the next table. Okay. So, yeah. Still, at least you can reopen. Yeah, it's good. Get things moving again, like get yeah. towards like normalcy. I love it. Yeah. And I guess the staff too. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Get them back on their books. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love it. Mate, I'll let you get back to it. I uh, appreciate your time. Hang around. Can you hang around after we wrap up the podcast? Because we have to do the thumbnail whilst we're still on live. Mm. Is that a beauty? Yeah. Um, yeah. Men. Where uh, where can everyone check out Mr. Banks online and stare at the haze? And if you're in Australia, you can order it. And if you're not, you can just look at the pretty-ass pictures. Um, so Instagram, Mr. Banks Beer, and then similar for Facebook. Oh, Facebook's just Mr. Banks Brewing. And then if you want to order online, head to the website, uh, just mrbanksbrewing.com.au. Ship all over Australia. We don't do internationally. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, um, <laughs> here and there, and yeah, or just hit up you know some of your local bottle shops because you know they're a massive supporter of ours. So yeah, Keep support them as well. Nice, I love yeah. it. Awesome. The independent ones. The independent ones. Yeah. Not the not the big yeah. guys. They don't do the big yeah. guys. Are you in any of those, or it's not really that kind nah, of? Nah, we 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 only supply the independent bottle shops. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think yeah. uh, the when I first went back then the closest place to mums was the dan's and they like they had some okay stuff but like yeah i can imagine didn't it's not like a craft heaven a lot of the stuff is older and stuff like they're not it's a lot it's a lot more now they have like 
I actually, yeah, I went down the shops, uh, the street last night to get some food and I ordered some takeaway and there's a Dan Murphy's next to it. And whenever I do that, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to walk through and see what they got. And, uh, like, it's, it's pretty big range now. It's like, there's a lot of IPA sitting on shelves, which is yeah, terrifying. That's the worst uh, one. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but like, I mean, range wise, it's, yeah, which is great. It's a great sign because it means, you know, there's a lot of people buying craft beer from there and mm. they'll eventually find, you know, the likes of us and stuff like that. Yeah. And then we'll, then we'll get the question, how oh, this place is awesome. How long have you been here before? Right. You know Ten what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know what? It's sort of uh, sooner than uh, like better late than never. With exactly. all of this, people yeah. are slower. One of my good friends, I don't know if you met her, her name's Vicky in Melbourne. And she, uh, man, like she actually initially moved to Canada with us 10 years ago. She just stayed like a year and then went back. And she um, always hated craft beer, tried to get her on it, always like taking pictures with VB and Carlton Draft and stuff. And now she's with this dude. She's been with him like a year and he's a craft beer fan. So she's like, she's like the first, she's like first day, got the Gabs tickets, like, fucking obsessed and it's so sick to me because she was so staunchly anti-craft beer and made fun of me for it and now she's like on their anniversary the picture was like i don't know like eight different beers and stuff he was given her i think if i'm not even mistaken like that's so funny and i'm like this is beautiful you know what and like i better late than never you know like yeah what got her into it was it the dude oh and the well the guy so the boyfriend was a a beer guy I think yeah. he took it to festivals and just showed it. I think she said she initially loved stouts and sours, so it wasn't hate, surprisingly. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's not surprising. No, yeah, yeah, stouts I feel like are a big one for sure, and sours for yeah. the wine. Sours drinkers. for the wine drinkers, I think she, mm-hmm. but she was a beer drinker, like she drank, uh, yeah, la- yeah. like macro lagers. So that I'm surprised it wasn't like you know, um, craft crispies or whatever. I'm surprised that wasn't like a thing, um, but. I just think she's like the perfect example of, of the the consumer that was like, not even just didn't do it, but was like anti-craft for whatever whatever reason. She just said she didn't like it. Like she just hates it. And all of a sudden this dude actually, she took the time. Because that's all it is. I feel like it's the same as anything. If It's better. It's like technically and um, arbitrarily better. Like you can't yeah. really deny it. Like it's just better product. Same as like. Yeah. Oh, that's what we say. Like Folgers Coffee, or I don't know if you guys have um, Folgers there. Na- what's that? What's that shit coffee? The white can Nash- national roast or something? You know that? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. The, the what is that? Um, something roast. In, yeah, it might be international roast. International roast. That's, that's the, uh, just the yeah, name yeah. of it. That's hilarious. It was just the, your main coffee? the white thing. Mum and yeah. dad used to drink it our whole lives. Like, so I yeah. just always say that with cra- like with coffee drinkers, as soon as you go and you have like craft coffee, there's just no way that you could go back to that like shit coffee and think it's okay. Yeah. It's like it's breaking. Yeah. You break it forever, yeah. right? It's so, dumb for. Like, as soon as you get it, it, you dive in. Like it's yeah, it's not. If you like taste. <laughs> There's yeah. just no way that you yeah. can, yeah, go Flavor. back. Or yeah. flavor. That coffee. Uh, <laughs> coffee's white. That coffee's better than Nescafe, though. Nescafe is Nescafe's terrible. Yeah, so, yeah I can't even. Yeah. Are you a coffee dude? Have we talked about this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, massive. You're a coffee. Yeah. International, International roast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's your favorite roaster in, in Melbourne? Uh, lately, um, Prodigal Roasters, which Prodigal. is, it's a small one in Somerville. Okay. Um, oh, that's where Mel goes all the time. Okay. He used to. If she likes coffee, tell her to hit him, hit him up. Um, okay. He used to roast in at this other one in Mornington called Common Folk. But then he okay. he's like roasted all around the place, like in America and stuff like that. Um, G. We're doing a beer with him 
at the moment. We're putting giving coffee off him this week on Friday. Hey, stop. Next week. Pastry? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a choc, choc, vanilla, coffee, pastry stout, which well, is it's a big one for us. Ten. It's the biggest beer. Uh, twelve five. Oh my Ooh. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Glory. Oh, That'd be about great. thirty dollars a can, eh? <laughs> yeah, I actually was working out the price on it the other day, and I saw the tax. Like I only looked at the tax. I'm out and I was like, oh, oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> the pastry stout, like, are probably worse. The, those type of, like, hype people are probably worse than the haze people. They didn't give a fuck. Oh, I love the pastry stouts. Yeah. They're so good. Right. Our, last yeah. one, our last one sold out really quickly online. So I think this one's going to be, yeah. Was that the Nutri-Grain one? Or was that before that? Nah, so the Nutri-Grain was the first one. And then the last one we did was called Straight to the Fudge Room, which was a um, pecan. Oh, I saw that. Vanilla chocolate. That sounds amazing. That love it. All right, man. Flesh yeah. Boogie is going to be buying that immediately. Oh yeah. All right, stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's sick. So yeah, no, the uh, it should be good. The the beer's tasting really good at the moment. It hasn't got the coffee, so we're uh, chuck that yeah, in getting the that, getting the fresh you, roast on Friday. Do you um do you just add the whole beans, crushed beans, make cold brew and chuck it in? Like, what do you do? Yeah, so we've done a few things. Um, this is the first time that we're going to just rack on top of the whole bean. Okay. I heard that's the best is, way, by the way. Yeah, yeah. From a lot of people I've spoken to and a lot of research, it seems to be... The move. But for the character that we want in the beer, the best way to do it. Um, yeah, so you pretty much just got to have everything ready to go, though, because you got to like be ready to rack it off those beans yeah they can't stay long as soon as you go boom that's ready so yeah yeah, we're going to just chuck it in on friday and then we'll probably package straight away that next week like monday or tuesday that's dope sit on like two or three weeks so yeah we've got that and the next cake eater coming out so that'll be interesting cake eaters another yes the double dry hot oak cream cream, that was part of that are you still doing the drop thing that was just a cool concept yeah so we did i don't know if we could do the drop with everything that's going oh, on at the moment probably not um, but I think we'll do it again okay it, like the first two have been really really well, like well received the second one you know obviously built momentum from the first and I do think the online store aspect of this now sort of takes away from that a little bit because yeah. we never used to have that but um, if we made that beer which that beer was uh, in both the times we did it exclusive to that drop i think we'd still yeah it's a, kill it. it's a lot of work that day but um yeah, yeah but it's cool it's good and the, the two beers that we've done for it like we've gone all right we pretty much make nothing on these beers these right. beers have to be like like yeah they're the most like hops we put into a beer and we use mm. you know i think we've used like on the last two is like citron nelson and something and then the one before that was like citron galaxy and I don't know. Some, I can't even remember. It was, you know, we only use the good hops. Expensive hops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, no, we'll do it again at some stage, but I don't know when. Okay. I, lo- I love the idea yeah. of it, and you're right that uh, it's probably not the move. For those who don't know, it was basically you just pulled up in a spot, and you're like, all right, you've already, you prepay it, and we're going to be in this place at this day from this time, so just come to the van and pick it up. Yeah. Pretty Yeah, much. we took inspiration from, like, how some of the people in the states do the whole you know we're going to be here or they just rock up to a spot and open up the van and start selling right um but legally 
we were like, shit, if we do that in Australia, we're going to be destroyed. So yeah. we, um, we got around it by pre-selling because then, as I said to you guys before, under our license, we're just delivering beer, which we're allowed to do in our license. Mm, it doesn't say, where, doesn't say where we have to deliver beer. Um, so then that all part was all above board, but part of the whole drop thing is on the day we have like eskies full of the beer that we package on that day. So you rock up, you grab your four-pack or your case or whatever you've bought, and you hang out with us there and we give you like, you know, half a cup of beer as well. Ah, you give them a little pour from a jockey Canadian translation, an esky is a cooler. Yes. I just yeah. want to throw that out there for the audience. <laughs> for the American, Kiwis, it's a chili the North bun. American also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest one. I can't, I can't shake that cooler. I don't know. Yeah. I just, so the it's, exa- just, it's straight up. It's actually just, funny to me because I feel like you guys are generally more oh, we literal. Make, yeah, this one thing and makes no sense. And then that's the time that we're being more literal because it's literally just cooling your beer or cooling yeah. your items yeah. and you guys went with esky. I think New Zealand are the most literal. Chili bin? Chili bin is the top for sure. It's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah chili bean. Uh, <laughs> Eskies just, just from the brand though. Yeah, like it's, oh, it's like Kleenex. I think so was it called Eskimo, and they just call it Esky. Uh yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. That's just happening. Do you know what I found yeah. like for um, <laughs> talking to Matt, we're talking about Matt Hennessy from Collective Arts, and he says, yeah. I don't think he realizes he's speaking Australian to me too much. Um, <laughs> sorry, my friend John. First like, of all, thank, thank you, you. Uh, thank, thank you, you for Bruce the uh, thing. and yes, thank you, Bruce. You're a legend, mate. Love and alive. You're a legend. Um. What was I saying about the chili bun? No, Matt was saying, he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, all these people in Hospo, they're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hospo is hilarious. Hospo? My God. And I, I saw people control. joking, and I, and I know they were joking. I'm pretty sure they were joking. They could soon call it quarantine. They should call it Quaro. <laughs> 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 I fucking died, bro. You guys would. You guys would do that. Australia, That's honestly, so it never it's fails amazing. to, to yeah. make me laugh. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we're just lazy people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I actually couldn't yeah. believe that the McDonald's sign said Maccas. On um, Swanson that Street. Did, that, like, did it for me. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, how did McDonald's even improve this? Like, how is right? that, like, possible? Do you know the best part about living overseas for so long? It's been 10 years this year for me. And coming back feels like I'm going into a foreign country and I forget that these things are real. So I'm like, <laughs> like, I talk to someone and they're talking, like, in a lot of the slang. Oh, yeah, this bloke's so like, I'm like, okay, this is funny. And then, like, you go, mum always listens to 3AW. And then everyone, like, the lawyers who are telling about the fucking thing from a case are like, yeah, so the blokes that, like, and they, like, it's just as, like, casual. I'm like, well, the prime minister's yeah. saying it. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's on brand. Yeah, it's on brand. Yeah. At yeah. all times. Yeah, I think uh, when. When the premier was saying, you might have seen some memes or like some things they did with it, but like the premier Daniel Andrews was like, when he was saying about the lockdowns and stuff like that, he's like, you can't go and get on the beers with your mates. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's it's a valid sentence. That's great. I thought you were going to say he called it loco or something. (laughs) Oh, no. Everyone's obviously calling it ISO. Oh, my gosh. Of course it's called ISO. Yeah. Uh, I, I really appreciate Australia in these place. times because it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> ISO. I have, I'm just gonna call it ISO. It's just never one. not funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It just takes it takes anything that's serious out of it. Out yes. of it. Yeah, it's you just, just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just forget, and it feels so like that's kind of, it's like a nice experience to be able to have grown up in it forever, and then you come out of it, and then you go back into it, and it feels weird again. 
So it's yeah. like looking at it from an outside. I'm like, this is it's it's genuinely strange in a, yeah, yeah. a cool way. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a, yeah. it's a it's a very interesting culture, but like there's also nothing like it. Like nothing makes me laugh more than Aussie humor. It's the funniest shit ever because it's so unique and so specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, entire country, entire country of bogans. Pretty much, right? Bogans, yeah, yeah. All yeah. bogans. Oh, Bruce Morrissey says as long as your mates live with you, then you can have the beer. So you can there get you on go. the beers with your mates if your mates yeah. live with you. I like sure. I like his yeah. uh, I like his thinking. Bruce is like. Bruce is Canadian too. He gets it. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. He's Canadian American. Oh, Johnny likes ISO. I reckon I like Coro ISO more than ISO because no, ISO, ISO is yeah. is already an existing. Oh, it's already isolated. Uh, yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, but so it's Quoro, like you've done the Quoro actual, is funnier. Yeah, yeah. You've done the bottle. Of, yeah, because it's like bottle. Yeah, yeah. And there were places called bottle too. I remember last time. There's actual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah, definitely. It's just like what? Okay, yeah. Why never, not? Why never, not? Right. <laughs> I guess because I'm probably more looking at it from your lens and you're there and I can, I'm always sort of thinking, I'm just what gonna do you think it, of it? I'm just going to believe it because it's like, you know, we all speak in slang. We're like, we're from Toronto. Like, yeah, I'm from Toronto even. Like, the stuff that we say is not ever going to be actually presented on to an the... actual side or something like that. No. It's between us. But I feel like in Australia, you guys were like, no, no, that's, yeah, the, that's the, it. The... Have your premieres speaking that way? Like, yeah, Justin Trudeau is never <laughs> going to talk like that uh, to us, you know? He's like, not going to bust out. Like, I can't even think of an example. Like, yeah. He'll, yeah, he's never gonna say "fam" to us. He'll, like that for sure. Fam's never happened. Though, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other. <laughs> yeah. ah, great world. Yeah, great, great place. Times. Great place. I like yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful time. Um, are you? Uh, what's what's your plans for uh, for like the weekend and what's moving up? Like, what do people got to look forward to aside from? Um, like, is there anything, like, immediate for Release? people? What? Yeah, because we have the audio for this will come out on Wednesday, but the video will be up, um, like, from now, like, whatever. So if anyone sees this, is there stuff that people can, like, be um, in the coming weeks? We've got, oh, we've got heaps of new beers, like, every week, pretty much. We've got a new beer coming out at the moment, so. Sick. Um, beer-wise, we have one of those weird clear beers coming out this Friday. Yeah, what is it? Clear. What style? West Coast RBA. What? <laughs> Oh. West Coast double a West Coast double IPA. Wow, yeah, we just thought you know we had to make it because it's it's a dying it's a dying trend. So so you gonna bring so, it back? Yeah, yeah. We'll just make one for the the purists out You're there. You're upsetting so um, many people. You're right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tasting really good actually. I drank it the other day. And I was like, oh, maybe I do like West Coast IPAs. <laughs> <See? laughs> um, and then the week after, we've got the next cake eater and that. Uh, pastry stout the coffee which is yeah rela- called relax on a regular here um, nice that's nice. a good name and then what else yeah we've got a bunch of stuff we got you know, pa- another pastry sour on the way and stuff like that so you wild it yeah. out have you done smoothie beers before like there's crazy like really thick smoothies oh. we've we've done fruited like milkshake IPAs okay not not crazy. I actually, we were talking about it yesterday. I two things that we're probably gonna look at doing just on the other side of winter is I reckon we're gonna have another crack at milkshake IPAs. Yeah, man, do it. And all and, and also at sour IPAs. I've been doing a lot of research into how to possibly make a good one. Okay. <laughs> I've had some really had yeah. some really bad ones. They hit or miss. Um, yeah. So I think. We can. I think we're going to play around with some of that sort of stuff. And one thing that we've been doing with not just the hobby beers. Obviously, the hobby beers are. You know, we're putting a hell of, we're putting a lot more hops into them than we ever used to. 
you know, like a year ago. We're sort of taking that approach with everything okay. now. So, you know, if we're putting vanilla in a beer, we're not using vanilla extract. We're using vanilla bean and then like the um, that pastry stout that's coming out in two weeks has, I think we put like four kilos of vanilla bean in the other day and we tasted it and I'm like, yeah, it's there, but it's not enough. So we're going to put right. like another four in like next week. And like vanilla beans, really expensive. Really expensive. Yeah. But um, I think that's the difference with those beers though, personally. And especially like, you know, the ones in the States, they, they seem to do all that. Yeah. They Obviously go. they don't have that, that tax bracket, but mm. then, you know, um, so we're sort of just putting more of that stuff in. That's why I think we could maybe have a good crack at some more milkshake IPAs and stuff. Cause I think what, what we would put into it would give a far better product than what we may have previously done on that, on that scale. So, mm. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good point. I've t- since you said, it, I'm like, yeah, you could murder that. You could definitely yeah. do. Did you? I guess you probably didn't get. Have you tried like the fire ones? Did you ever like get any when you're in the states or whatever? The I haven't had like tight hands or anything like that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I've had some some really good ones, and that's one of the things like when you were asking before about were Great Notion good? Yeah. Like they were really good, and I think something that we took out of that that we started trying to do is they had a lot of like the um, what we're I don't know if they called them this, but what we're calling like pastry sours. Okay. So which is a what? They're like, it's like a lactose sour with fruit and then other adjuncts. Okay. As well, and then they also had them with coffee as well. And they were like they were like, I think they called one of them like it was like a breakfast blueberry back breakfast sour pancake or something like that was the name. Um, okay. And it just got, <clears throat> just got Crazy. so much. It's like. It's like a milkshake IPA, but it's a sour, and then it's got other stuff as well. So, when they were really cool and interesting, so we've sort of been mucking around a little bit with some of that sort of stuff. And um, we had one out a couple of weeks ago, which was called Fruity Bix, which had uh, blackberry, raspberry, strawberry, blackberry, raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, vanilla, maple syrup, coconut. It's amazing. And something else. <clears throat> and lactose. And lactose. Um, of course. Hashtag team lactose yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was really good. But it was it was really nice. And all the flavors worked really well. And the beer, the best thing about that beer was it changed over the course of you drinking that can. Hmm. Like it's a 500 ml can. And at the start, you just get all fruit up front. And then you let that warm up even the slightest bit. And you're like, ooh, I do get vanilla. And then if you let it warm up a little bit more, like the maple syrup really came through with the vanilla and it like, it, it almost was like drinking two different beers over mm, one cool. sitting, which was really cool. Um, but, but brewing that one, which we sort of got, we started off with like our parfait series where we were just doing like yes. fruit and, and lactose and occasionally vanilla and stuff doing that. And then that fruity bix, we're brewing one. We've got one in tank at the moment, souring over the weekend. Um, that is going to be like like an onslaught of flavors yeah <laughs> compared to compared to the others because we're just going a lot more of everything okay so and that's yeah. really what you found is the secret then is just go balls to the wall if you're going to put it in you're going to go hard i think i just think it's like <clears throat> i think there's there's like two ways to sort of do it best you either go for that more drinkable lighter you know that as we were talking about before the 3.84 percent 
like really crushable sort of hot climate sort of beer mm-hmm. that you can go, oh, yeah, that's a fruited sour that I can taste mango in, right. which we still have. Or you go the, like that that further away because otherwise, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's nice and I taste those flavors, but would have been nice if there was more of this in there. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to put more of it in there. there <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. When we went yeah. to um, last summer, we went to we went to Tired Hands and we went to the yep. va- I went to the Vale. I think I was texting you from there too. Um, yep. The Vale had like they had the slushy beers and stuff, and I and I'd had them before in Detroit, but like they were super interesting. But the one that was Tripper, they had this one called a Nevermore, like after the Edgar Allan Poe poem, and it was Nevermore cubed. So this was the third craziest one. And it was like, I think it was blackberries. And I never, I, I barely poured out of the can. It was just, it was the thickest beer Certainly. I've ever had. I actually gave yeah. one to my brother and he told me he like drained half of it. I was so mad at him because I actually paid for <laughs> it and brought it back. Oh, you fucking prick. Um, but like, it was the <laughs> crazy, it was like, it was so intense. So I know, like, I just feel like whilst it was ridiculous and it was a goza, they called it too. Like yeah, you could yeah. not taste any salt in the damn thing. But like, I appreciated yeah. the, if I'm going to go and you're going to get one of those beers, like, go hard or go home and I just thought that was super interesting and it was I would drink I think about it kind of regularly that beer I'm like fuck I wouldn't mind that again was that one of the beers that I uh, no, I think they've got a I think they have a pasteurizer now or okay. something because when they I think originally they were putting on their cans like drink. must be kept cold I think they Otherwise, did say that they explode oh oh wow okay because okay. um, it read Referments because they're like because it's fruit something that, uh, we, yeah yeah so they rack I think they do like normally like when we add fruit to a beer so we don't have to go through that we'll add the fruit while it's fermenting so then all the sugars ferment out and you're just left over with like flavor and character right. but to get those to get the beers like what they're doing that look like that and that are like in your face fruit you have to either kill off the yeast uh, kill off yeah the yeast that's left in the beer so it can't eat the sugars. Mm-hmm by pasteurizing it or you need to um yeah like ferment it out so i was reading no i was listening, listening to a podcast with um matt from the Vale, and he was i think he was talking about that they now have a pasteurizer hmm. so i'd be able to do that and package it cool. i don't know what they did this was july last year and we yeah. had to like i don't know if you've ever been down there we hadn't that area really and it was no. disgusting hot. We were just in Jamaica the week before that. And we went down there and we drove all the way down from Montreal too. And it was the, the hottest I've ever been ever. It was, it was so ridiculous. Yeah. So we had to, we did like a, oh, that was like an eight or nine day trip. So we went to Tired Hands first and we had to do a, a tourism thing. So we went to a bunch of spots in Virginia. And then Richmond was like our second stop. So that's when I grabbed them. And then there would, we were every hotel we were going to, but some days we were just in the car. Like if we were traveling, when we left Virginia, we're going back to DC and then back up. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'd be in the car. It was hot as shit all day and I had nowhere else to put them. Yeah, like so we had sure a little, the heat affected it in some way. Yeah, sure. but nothing exploded. But like maybe okay. they, they weren't as on point because I For sure they can't probably bought more than they should have. Um, what are you going to do, right? You're down yeah. there, you're like, fuck. It's like bucket list stuff. Yeah. But it makes sense. Yeah. It yeah, make- we want to, um, I really want to try and do it. Like, do the whole onto fruit. Like, obviously, we'll, we're not going to buy a pasteurizer. No. Like, we don't, <laughs> we're not that size of fruit. Um, but I really want to do it and just sell it all in house. I think once we get back to kegs, we probably can. 
because um, then we can specifically give it to venues that we know are 100% going to cold store. And then, you know, so we can have those insanely, insanely fruited beers. Mm-hmm. But um, that's good. That retain, that retain all that character. I had one um, <clears throat> two weeks ago. It was an Omnipolo beer Ooh. that was, it was a peanut. It was like the peanut butter something lassie goza oh oh peanut but i've had the mango one of that but i haven't had the peanut butter one what was that it was was it good they had a caterpillar on me there's caterpillars <laughs> oh, everywhere at my house at really the that's <laughs> yeah. horrifying to me it's, sir. <laughs> it's so it's like one of those spitfire ones oh or, uh, literally everywhere i hate those uh, fucking things have yeah, you seen them? Like, they actually spit at you. No. Caterpillars that spit at you. I don't want to see that. To survive Australia, you got to be a real mad yeah, dog. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that Just to not me die right there. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's pretty serious. You got a snake? You got snakes I have in my backyard? That's just ridiculous. Horrifying. Steve Irwin, every day, just catching them. Um, I'm trying to find... The thing? Got, oh, no, I have a photo of the beer. I don't have no, what the name is. But, yeah, it was like... It was... I think it was 1%, 1.7%. Like, um, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, like alcohol, the alcohol, ABV. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. yeah, yeah. Okay. It was the strangest. I've never had a beer like it. <laughs> that just sounds like what is. I'm the poly with the, zen, the <laughs> zaniest so yeah. fucking. They're having a good time. time. Yeah, uh, Bruce says yeah. maple syrup in beer. Is that a Commonwealth thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. So I'm saying is 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 is, is uh, maple syrup in beer a Commonwealth thing? Maybe like I don't know. I just thought it was like. I really just thought it was a Canadian thing. I just feel like honest, it's a Canadian thing us. and also yeah. that you're just putting fun stuff in beer thing. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not a Commonwealth thing because yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's way too expensive. To be um, just doing down that. Here. Yeah, yeah, right. And like to get to get the character, it's kind of you need maple to... syrup sim- similar to the fruit, like I was saying, because it's just it's like all, pretty out, much right? almost 100% fermentable. Yeah, it's just all sugars. You need to use so much to get any flavor. Um and like insanely expensive. Like I was buying twenty liter drums of it, and it's like I think it was four hundred and something dollars for twenty liters. That's insane. Yeah, That's so I crazy. think it would it'd probably be a lot cheaper and easier to use in Canada. So because yeah. <laughs> ours was it was Canadian. Canadian maple, maple so it's going oh, nice. to come all the way down. I think what they do though, because Vermont's basically like mini Canada in the sense that you have a lot of the same things, all the maple trees is a big thing there. So I've been talking to people down there last time we were there and they were saying basically they tend to use maple sap, not the sugar because the sap isn't all sugar, but it also doesn't give you, I think it's like a consistency thing and it doesn't give you the fermentable. Sorry, I think to get, I've actually got a weird beer in my fridge that I don't want to drink yet because of the start. It's a scotch ale, which I'm not interested in, but they use these mushrooms that make them taste like maple. These weird ass mushrooms. So I want to, I want to hate mushrooms and I don't like scotch ales, but I am very curious about a maple tasting beer from from that, right? Like it's kind of interesting way to do it. Um, yeah. Someone saying here, I had the other half and the Veil collab, Berry Berry Compote that was thick as hell, Sour Berliner. That would have been pretty intense. Probably a very similar thing. A compote is probably what it sounds like. It's basically like jam in a can. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's I suppose, what that whole pastry sour thing is, right? Yeah, that we're, well, that's what we're calling it anyway. Um, I like all that it. marketing, you know? Yeah, yeah right? Uh, <laughs> 100%. Hey, man. Nah, the uh, but yeah, and that was that was probably the biggest thing we got out of that last trip over to America. Yeah. As I said to you, that IPA, like the beers were at least impressive, yeah. but 
the things that did stand out were those sort of sours. They seemed to be kind of everywhere. At least you got something fire out of it. I still reckon, I mean, like, I know everything's changed now. It's going to be pushed. But uh, I know thing you were thinking this year, the East Coast, right? But I guess that's out the window. Yeah, that's out the window. And we also had, um, we also, the worst thing was we were all going to that Harpy Festival. Which so one? I was like, oh, we're not going to go to the States, but we'll get to go to Harpy, which was that thing that I sent you the brewery list of in oh, New Zealand. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That was, like, yeah. better than festivals we get here. Like, it was yeah, amazing. It was yeah. yeah. But so we had everything booked to go to that, and then it got, obviously, no one was able to come, uh, so that sucks. But, uh, I yeah, mean, those are done for a while. It does suck for all of those things, but, I mean, it'd be still cool if there was a way for people to still get, like, like for those example, beers, yeah. those beers. Like for the the way that you were just like, all right, let's do the super flow. I thought that was super sick that you did that collab anyway. You just executed it. You're like, well, all right, well, I can do one this end that we're going to do anyway. Yeah. And you pop that out. And that still gives people a taste. The festival should have done something where they like provided like cans of the yeah. beers that you might have been able to get during the festival or something like that. Uh, if, so it's if, like, say you were going to pay $50 for a ticket. Well, ours is like $100 all you can drink or something like that or 120 And then you would get a bunch of beers maybe that would have been like featured or something. Yeah, like that. that would have been cool yes um that would have been dope i mean i know there's uh, clearly there's a lot more to it than just saying yeah man send the beers Let oh no no, no. like if they could find some fun way <laughs> you know? to like can them yeah. do something around or it, do like, like license it through the licensing something yeah like that, i don't do know something i mean interesting it's not optimal because obviously no one's going to be in person at a festival for a very long time no man and like yeah. no one's going to feel comfortable going to a festival for a while no one wants to be rubbing shoulders with people and sharing spit. also it's just like the whole thing is taking cups and pushing them under the same exact faucet but yeah and just sharing everyone touching touching it's the touching same glass and touching it's like yeah it's like you think about how gross that is it's like yeah. oh fuck <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it's, it's yeah. a surprise we didn't have a pandemic before this it was only yeah, a matter seriously. of time <laughs> it's like genuinely a miracle particularly in this of type time. of things yeah so it does like the future of beer festivals is quite uh it's in the air for a while. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know what the answer is. I don't really think there is. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. That's why I think everyone's just releasing multiple, multiple beers. Makes sense. And it's just, everyone's just, I don't know. Everyone, it's not just us that are doing new beers every other week. Everyone's doing it. And, you know, it's down here anyway. Um, and, yeah, everyone's, I think, selling, either selling out or still doing quite well with them. So Great. Well, that's I, good. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good sign because it was, you know, we were saying earlier about people's disposable income. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to want to buy, uh, you know, these type of beers that are expensive and essentially a luxury? Um, but mm. the answer is overwhelmingly yes. I saw a bloke in the States who was a beer writer and he said, I don't know, I think this was um, qualitative feedback he just got from talking to people, but he said that brewers are saying people want, and this is probably a good thing for you to talk on, People want um, lower priced, lower ABV, reliable crusher beers as opposed to high ABV pastry stouts and the big haze and things like that. Like that's what the the typical – this is a guy in Chicago. Um, that's what the drinkers are moving towards because if the, if there's a time of uncertainty, they want some sort of – something to you know be sure about and one they can't be sure about. Like, well, I know this beer makes a great Pilsner and, and a great pale ale that I can just – you know, it's – 350 a can i can get a case of those too and i'm good for a month like have you seen anything like that or is it just not even the mr banks model to even oh no it's not not our model our model is pretty open-ended like we'll change with the times as we need to um 
just to, and do things we want to do. But I think it's actually probably the opposite here at the moment because you know we released we released it, since this has all happened. I think we've had two or three double IPAs that have all sold out within a weekend, and then like we release, you know, that DDH all day was a six point seven percent IPA that we did on its own, and that we still got that. That was two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And okay. we still got that around. So I, the bigger ones for us personally uh, are where it's at. And like, as I said, the pastry stout last time sold out quick. I think that one next week will sell out really quick. The guys at Range are the same. Like all their beers they put up, the higher ABV, bigger ones are selling out way quicker. You know, and the last ones left, are, you know, they're like DDH pails and stuff mm. like that. So, yeah, it's... um. I don't know. I, I, I also was talking to someone the other day and, you know, he's one of the uh, works for one of the malt companies that we buy malt off. And he's like, where I think, yes, people are either the people that aren't getting paid, obviously, are struggling. Mm-hmm. But there's obviously also the job seeker and job keeper. And it's not like you can go out and spend your money on anything else. True. I think. I think the bigger purchases, like I think the things where um, where it's really going to sort of play into is things like renovations on houses and um, and buying new cars or new houses and stuff like that. That's the sort of expenses that personally that I think are going to take a hit within the next couple of months. Whereas it's not like if you can't go on a holiday or you can't go and do this renovation and you're going to go, okay, we'll just sit on that for a little bit and, you know, see what happens. But you're not going to go, oh, well, we're also saving for that renovation. So I'm going to now buy one beer a week instead. You're going to be like, well, we're, we're saving this money. We're trying to do this other stuff. We're not going to go out. Going out's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the guy I was talking to, he was like, the amount of money I'm saving in travel for work. And then he's like, you know, I buy my lunch every day at work. It was like me and my wife are saving $200 a week each. Right. That's crazy. Like in, in travel and food expenses. That's yeah. amazing. There's an extra that's an extra $400 a week that they've got in their pocket. Right. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So things like that. I think I think the smaller I think the smaller luxuries, especially if lockdowns continue or people aren't comfortable, like they're the like what else can you enjoy in life? Like you want to enjoy some fine food and wine and and beer and stuff like that because otherwise you know what what else we just get crazy great point that's the only thing you have yeah yeah so you know and even to the fact of shops like i need i need a new pair of jeans so bad and i'm so sick of buying online jeans that don't fit me well right so i'm just wearing my same jeans at the moment but you know i'm saving that money because i'm not going out and shopping and i'm like well I'm going to have a nice bowl of wine instead tonight. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, man. That's a really good point. It's essentially keeping people sane as part of those little, like you're right, those little luxuries mean way more now than they've ever meant. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to be like, people are going to be so depressed. Like if you're just like, I'm not going to go on that holiday or I'm not going to do that renovation that we've been saving up for for so long because I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm also not going to enjoy myself in the time that I have to stay at home. What do you have? Yeah. yeah. How many people are going to be? Yeah. Yeah. So. Losing yeah, their minds. All right. I like um, that. Man's here saying, uh, Manflesh Boogie saying, have, have to say 2020 has been great for beer in Australia, which is dope. Um, he said, Innocence for Days was a good low ABV crusher. Is that yours? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a, a hazy pale we did. That was nice. killer. Um, yeah, it was nice. And he also said, Ranger's birthday beer sold out in five minutes. Is that what you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah we that's killing. crazy. No, that's a really good point. You're right. Because this was one of, when we first started this, all of these, like I said, this is the eighth episode of the, this sort of series of Skype stuff and doing shit from home. It's, um, we were like, I wonder what's going to happen. And I, we would have predicted that people wouldn't have, but I think you just not nailed exactly why. That's why. It's, it's not, the only luxury. It's the only left. luxury we have left. You, no one's going out. No one's buying. Like, we bought some. They had a, Adidas had a, a sale finally. We wanted the, like, the Adidas tracksuit for forever, but they're like 200 bucks each, and they had like a 40% off sale. So we finally got that the other week. But we it might have to send it back because I don't know what fucking size we are. I don't yeah, know. Like, we, had to, sure. we had to wing it. So yeah. we might have to just be like, yeah. oh, you're going to change that out. But that was like the only thing that we bought ourselves that wasn't um, like we bought a soda stream. We're saving stream. so much money though. Yeah, we're saving so much yeah. money. Even then buying the soda stream because was we like didn't want to go out and buy 70 the boxes bucks, of 80 San bucks Pellegrino anymore because we want to reduce the amount of times that we go to the yeah. grocery store. So we bought the soda stream and that's also saving oh. us so much money. There Boom. you go. There we go. I'm like, this is life changing. This soda stream. Oh, no, that, it's, it's the best it's thing. It's the best $70 you ever Oh my spent. gosh, right. without question. Do you know even sicker? The first canister, so we bought, that comes with it and then we bought a second one. It, it yeah. went in like two weeks and we only use it like once a day and everyone said my friend said it last one to three months i'm like this is not right so i hit him up they sent me to a customer service guy he calls me up he talks me through it he's like yeah i think it just sort of went early maybe it was half full or something like that and they just sent us a brand new one within like two days oh. so now we have three canisters right. and you just swap them yeah, out great customer and i'm like already yeah. not only has it saved us money and like we don't have a car so lugging a case like 12 glass bottles of san pellegrino every other week is really annoying Particularly yeah. in the snow when it's minus it's annoying, thirty and it's wasteful like, as well, and then yeah. uh, and now you get this. With but, the world, so yeah. yeah. So now it's like those sorts of luxuries are the only things we've in, uh, indulged in, and now we're like but instead of going up the road to buy the coffee, I've just been ordering online from different cafes. Like one up here today, I ordered because they got. I know you you went to San Francisco, right? When you were there last, yeah. did you see? Did you go to yeah. Ritual? Did you hear of Ritual Cafe? So we happened to stay in the mission right around the corner for one. So we went there every day and I bought back some of the beans and they were fire. And this cafe, this cafe here got some. I'm like, boom, paid out the ass. It wasn't that bad. It was only like <laughs> four or five dollars more than like a normal one. Mm-hmm. But like stuff yeah. like that, just these small luxuries on this. Like normally I don't know if I would have done that, but I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Why not? Because that's all you got. You're right. That's a really, really, really good point. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And I think, because I think in the last, like I was, I heard a statistic the other week that in the last two like recessions and this might just be australia only but in like the last two recessions the things that have gone up is alcohol and cigarettes mm. and the price of the price of cigarettes i don't think that's going to go up so it's, the, like it's just ridiculous right. yeah um uh, but yeah yeah i think that just plays into that whole thing like you know Makes there's no sense. point sitting around being depressed just trying to save money yeah because yeah you're already like, saving the by point? default. You're automatically well, saving, yeah. Yeah, you got to live. Yeah, like, exactly. You, know, you have that, to. That's part of life. Right? Like, yeah. And I think there's also, yeah. it's that for sure. And I think there's also, like, if you're already a beer person and you're drinking this type of stuff, there's an inherent need to be like, well, when this all clears up and everything will clear up eventually, we want those businesses to still exist. So you kind of feel like, yeah. even if it's in a small way, like maybe I'd buy 12 beers a week, but I'll just buy a four pack a week if you can't afford just to... Yeah, you know, give them something to to keep this shit yeah. going. You know, like I think there's also a lot of that people, particularly local. And it went from maybe a glo- um, global, global's not the right word, but like a maybe 
Like nationwide? Yeah, nationwide. Maybe like maybe if you're in Melbourne or in Victoria, you want to support a Victorian brewery oh. or a Melbourne brewery or something like that. Not because not for any other reason, but just like, I don't know, I want to keep going to Mr. Banks once this is over. I want this shit to still stay yeah. open. So like maybe I would have bought from that, but I'm going to make, you know, order something from New Sydney or from somewhere else, but I'm going to make sure I spend a little extra there because that's my backyard and I want, I want them to, you know, keep kicking on. Yeah, which is exactly what um, one of the, like one of our stockers, I, I was out doing a few deliveries the other week and I was like, yeah, you guys are ordering a lot lately. He's like, yeah, I've stopped ordering from, um, from internationals at the moment because like oh. I'm just supporting I'm just supporting everyone in Australia at the moment and especially like hyper local and I was like man that's good that's fucking so good cool yeah man I never yeah. thought about that too that's great because we don't have that like freedom of choice here so there's not mm. really like a and the way even between Ontario and Quebec we don't the way that it works here is not even you can't get stuff even if you want to so yeah there's not that but because they do have the choice and they made that choice it makes it even more like meaningful that's really yeah, really that's cool yeah it's very cool that's very good and, oh yeah and I guess everyone who wasn't canning like Merrick at the mill wasn't canning now he's canning so there's breweries that before didn't have um, well he can he did the the juice beer or whatever but like yeah. typically he wasn't trying to can it wasn't that model so now everyone's yeah. moving into that and I think that's uh, it gives them more options because every brewery that was just a brew pub are now going to be in, you know, in, in having cans to sell, so it gives them yeah. more to support, which is dope too. Yeah, and it gives people more yeah. and more to support. Now they're like, all right, well, fuck, I had to go to the mill before. Like, at least you, you could get your shit everywhere. But then now, like, be like, all right, cool. Let me get some of them. Get some of this guy. All your faves and stuff. It's very, uh, it's very. Yeah, cool. and that's that's probably the like I think the like the, the good thing that's going to come out of this. Like people like Merrick and stuff like that. You know, he has canned small amounts, but probably not as much as he is now and then hopefully you know when things get back to normal that's just another avenue for him that all of that people like him mm-hmm. that they continue doing because the, the the biggest pain in the ass with half of that stuff is like the initial cost setup right. and doing all that stuff but once you actually take it like take the plunge and know where the costing is and do that then like it's, it makes it a lot easier so mm. hopefully this has forced people to do stuff like that and then you know their businesses are going to be better off in the long run mm. after it What's the, uh, like, If uh, is everyone buying cam, canning machines or is there, like, a mobile canning company that comes around and does it, like? Uh, the, every, the mobile guys are pretty busy, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, I don't think, like, there's no, I don't think there's any Australian companies that make canning machines, so that's the biggest pain in the ass. Like, even if you want one, you have it's three months wait. Here. Yeah, three or four month wait sort of thing. So, I mean, if you have one already, you're doing a lot better than some so right. we're pretty lucky that we've had our own for a few years so and yeah. you upgraded recently but, too right yeah we got a new one just over a year ago oh yeah. okay it wasn't that like i remember you telling me and you explaining that it was like way bigger let you do it a bit faster and oh yeah like our old one was so our old one was a canadian it was a cask okay um and it was like we bought that on like our setup so our original setup so i think we do like our biggest canning day that we used to be able to do on that thing was like maybe like 110 cases in a day, and that's like a full eight eight hours of canning, eight or nine hours of canning. Jeez. And now, now like if we do eight or nine hours of canning, we'll can like six to seven hundred cases. Wow. Right. So it's significantly. Uh, yeah. 
So it's a big expense, but you know, it's it's already paid itself off. Yeah. So of course. It's an investment, not an expense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's good. And I guess it's it's like really you good. said, particularly for now, like Yeah. It's good it's, for the canning guys though. Yeah. You just I love become that. high demand in high demand all of a sudden, so that's fantastic. Good for them. Yeah, and they already were and yeah. now it's just like, you know, even more. Yeah. So yeah, but um yeah, and I think more people will definitely buy packaging equipment. Perhaps. Like to. canning. Canning is an absolute pain in the ass in every aspect. <laughs> like, it's just, and then like labelers. Like, if if your candy machine's running awesome, mm. your labelers, you're, you're guaranteed that your labeler's going to be fucking you up. <laughs> and if and if your labeler's running awesome, your candy machine's going to have a problem. Right. Like, it just sounds just goes. like the law of averages. <laughs> it just did nothing. Nothing ever runs smoothly. Yeah. Right. So like, as soon as we start canning, and one of the boys go. Oh man, everything's running so well. I'm like, yeah, fuck did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and then literally something will stuff up within the next hour. Like, God here we go. damn it, Steve! I told you to shut the. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why we don't do. We generally now don't do can releases on the same day that we're packaging. Makes we sense. always uh, make it the day after. Just in case so, for uh, contingencies. Oh, well, yeah, because we might be like, oh, okay, cans are available from twelve, and then at twelve. We've only got like half done. It's mm. like, oh shit. Right. Yeah. So, That's yeah. smart. That is so hectic. I never heard that before. I mean, I knew they, they mess up and stuff, but like not that bad. That's hilarious. There's just so many little parts with all of it. Yeah. Like, even like the labelers should be a lot more simpler than they are, but they just like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. overcomplicated. Packaging, packaging beer. The benefits of kegs on that aspect outweighs it 10 times. Right. But I mean, yeah. It's, it's a it's a fine art packaging beer, I think. Yeah. And I think it's it's something that everyone is still working on, and you know us included. Yeah. You know, trying to dial in little things to get better shelf stability and stuff like that. But you know, I, from what we've seen, with our stuff holding up pretty good. So that's good. Yeah, because that's the one yeah. thing I've noticed a lot of, um, particularly for breweries who use a mobile canner who haven't sort of maybe always dialed it in or whatever. There's like this oxidization, of course, and things like that. Yeah. They come through, which is and a real shame. Yeah, and it's beer specific too, which is the That's problem. True. Like, you got to know, like, you we can package, like, if you package a pilsner and then you package, like, a hazy IPA or something, they're completely different settings. Right. For the whole for the machine, like pressures and timing and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, it's like every beer we've got a spreadsheet of what every beer is, like their settings they need to be canned on, and like once you find that, it's a lot easier to dial it in at the start. Mm. But otherwise. You don't have that, and that's why I reckon, like, we've never used mobile canning, but I, I could imagine the wastage at the start of a run on a mobile canning machine is just ginormous. Right. Because they're just going into a different brewery that carbonates a beer to a different volume to what this one does, and it's, yeah, it'd just be, there'd be so much stuffing around at the start, I assume. Um, but, yeah. I imagine. It's like even more for, like, a brewery, like, say, the mill that I can just think of, like, it's not huge. Those tanks aren't massive. Like, he got yeah. more in, I think, but, like that would be very frustrating because if you lost a chunk of that, that's just like the money yeah. that's going to pay for that beer down the fucking drain. Like that's yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. That would be pretty yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, man. It's rough. Like, I, yeah, you guys really, you guys are soldiers, man. Like the shit you go through to get people drunk. It's appreciated. It is. It is. Yeah, we're doing God's work. We, you really are. You really are. That's the episode yeah. name. Doing God's Ooh, work. I'm going to write that right there down. There you go. Yeah. Doing God. I like that. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get some religious people uh, 
the last Jeffy. episode was called six 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 point six six seven ale satan so i think i think we're uh Oh boy. So my, <laughs> we did. Oh, I think the god people you know already what? left the chat. On I this met one. this dude after I came here. So have you heard of a band called Cryptopsy from Canada? They're like death metal from Montreal. Nah, no, nah, I did listen to a little bit of your talk okay. that you launched the other day. So okay, yeah, I haven't listened to it all. But so yeah. he's a he's a le- he's a great dude. He's a singer in that band, nice. um, Scream, whatever yeah. you call it. And he's um, he has a podcast and he's interviewing mostly metal dudes and he's moving more into it's mostly a beer podcast. Well, mo- beer but drinking a beer and then talking to metal musicians because he's already a, similar to what you had the band like people love this dude anyway people love him and he did i just did like saying like i'm almost at six thousand beers or whatever and over the years and he just calculated it the average was 666.667 beers <laughs> which was just very convenient because it was yeah. an episode about, yeah, about metal yeah. which is very very yeah. funny um someone sam smalley is saying i've been buying merch on top of beers from my favorite breweries just trying to help them out a little more currently sipping coffee from my drink banks cup there you go hey look at what, that on what you. a guy on you on you sam you legend <laughs> yeah. bloody champion no that's sick that. i like that too i think that was one thing we were talking about earlier, yeah we did like, like a whole thing originally when shit started hitting the fan about how to support your favorite local brewery and merch was a big one of it so yeah just, well, today is actually um uh, in Australia, they've been a, they've done a massive push. Like um, Crafty Pint has done it mm-hmm. for its merch <coughs> international, international merch swag day. I think. Oh, okay, nice. Just get we, we were really, really, we're really bad at that stuff. And I was supposed to be adding something. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought your merch game was yeah. strong. Uh, no, no, our merch game's okay, okay. Except we, it's always out of stock. But our um. <laughs> Our, our doing the post that we're supposed to do for oh yeah uh, <laughs> involved in and stuff yeah uh, so it's hashtag beer swag day okay so okay. they like they took it from do you know how like Triple J do the um oh, like they do band t shirt they do like a band t shirt day in Australia oh yeah it's like support your local band that's and, it yeah. okay uh, same they, it's the same thing like that but yeah it's exactly the same to help it's to help all the brews out there yeah if you got like merch is expensive like we just did. We just didn't order this week. And it's like so expensive for merch. Yeah. And normally most smart businesses would have done an order for beer merch before hashtag beer swag day. Right. <laughs> we're, we're not most businesses, so we wait until it's over. <laughs> of course. And then we put our order in. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You, you've got pastry stouts to make, you know. Sometimes that comes exactly. before the match. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. That coffee. Pay for that vanilla. <laughs> right. It's, you know, <laughs> Madagascar <laughs> comes from a long way, bro. It's not a joke out here. <laughs> Oh, we can't. Yeah, we we can barely get Madagascan because of that. Do you know the price of Madagascan? You know? No. What is it? So to get it to get it in Australia from our supplier, it was a thousand and fifty eight dollars per kilo. Oh my god! And you said you put four kilo and you're adding another four. No, kilo. no, no. So no. we didn't get. We don't. Use, oh, uh, you're not Madagascar. We, we don't use Madagascar. I can see why. Um, if anyone out there has a cheaper supply of <laughs> Madagascar, let me know. <laughs> Give me a shot. I really want to use it. So we use um, Tahitian. Okay, close enough, whatever. Yeah, which is uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's um, and it's a, like it's still expensive. It's about half that price. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot, bro. No, it's, it's a bit it's more a than half that price, but yeah, it's still really expensive. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's definitely not Madagascar. No, fucking hell! I knew even though it was expensive, I didn't know it was like like that yeah. expensive. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's that expensive in the states. 
as as expensive. No, but, yeah, but it's expensive. Just, but I don't think it's that. Expensive. Just in general, yeah, vanilla is expensive. It's yeah. way too common for it to be that expensive. Yeah, like there's no yeah. there's no chance that it would be. Um, I just noticed that this camera battery is flashing. It's not going to cut it off, but I don't want it to switch to the um the other camera before we get a thumbnail. So let's just get the yeah, thumbnail sure. real quick and hold that. So what we just got to do? Just do a, a hold. It is kind of annoying that I gotta oops, gotta do it this way because so when you end the live, you can't keep it up like that, eh? Um, no. Oh, the, the problem with the live. Okay, yeah. here we go. Wait, this way. Okay, ready, Chris? Yep. Ready. One, two, three. Bam. Got it. Got it. I just want to make sure I get it because it looks much nicer when it's uh, all in there. Beautiful. Awesome. Um, all right, we'll wrap up the podcast part now. Then we'll, we can chat for a second on the live. But um, did we do the social media where you can get everything? I guess that was like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. We, did it. we did it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So check out Mr. Banks. Make sure you get your orders in. If you're in Melbourne or anywhere in Australia, make sure you order support. Uh, like Sam said, buy anything you can from your local breweries with this merch. Um, anything like that, get some of the drink banks coffee cups because, you know, it's a camping cup, but you can drink it at home. It works perfectly if you're at home. Let them know, you know, it's, look at it, look at that, slick. <laughs> oh, can you get, you can get the, it's like the aromas, I get them from here, it's gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> delicious, this coffee, so right? good. I love it. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll wrap, now what do I have to do for the podcast? I always forget. Um, okay, guys, I always forget, there's just so many fucking things right there's now. There's a lot like, of instructions. Right, what do I do? All right, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Um, fuck, what do I say? Oh, if follow you, us on, so, no. What did you say if you enjoyed this there's episode? Like a, oh, yeah, if you enjoyed the episode, yeah. <laughs> smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell, Dude. so you know when the new, new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. D, uh, not Deezer, what's the other joints? I put them all up the other day. I got them all. It's a yeah, whole bunch. Spreaker, Stitcher, Stitcher uh, fucking Google Podcasts, all of Podcast, that. All all of that. Check it out. You hear and watch very attractive gentlemen like Uncle Chris talk about beer and gorgeous coffee cups. Um, chuck, chuck us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Helps a ton. Um, and that subscribe is a, on YouTube for all fantastic yes. craft beer content. So much, so much. It's so amazing. Much. All over the world. It's international. Yeah. Even yeah. when we're all, you know, at our, at our cribs right here. So that's it, y'all, uh, for the Man podcast. Man Flesh Boogie said, cheers, people. Great podcast. Keep making massive hazies, Chris. So the hazies yes. ain't going nowhere. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's, he's not getting rid of them, mate. Don't worry. You couldn't, <laughs> couldn't tell him not to. <laughs> even if you could. All right, podcast. Peace. Boom. Bye.